T-shirts apparently ship separately, so we'll see when they show up what they look like. But appreciate you doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, you know, it goes twofold. One, it's a gift for you guys just for for doing the show for this long, and two. The more you wear it, the more we advertise for the show. So hopefully we get some other people to listen. So right. it can be my walking billboards <laughs> for the podcast. Can we put that on the back of the shirt? Hashtag walking billboard. <laughs> I wish I was that <laughs> clever. Uh, I might have to add that to the shirt designs. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Welcome to another episode of Brian and Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Lambert. Joining me for this episode is Rumble Double Jam Grand Champion, Andy Stulls. What's up, podcast people? And he's behind on the Series X payments, Mike Bradley. Vote Quimby. <laughs> uh, all right, so we only got two other guests, three total. Three three people on the podcast this time. We're, we're cutting cutting the guests in half. Um. I God, I hope not. News. I'm not going to answer my door if that's the case. I yeah, mean, we're, yeah, fair, we're after Halloween. Face. We're not actually chopping people up or anything. Well, you just, just said the, you're the cutting the guests of... in half, so I... that's true. Poor choice of words on my part. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I rather like my bottom half. Yeah, I don't want to put anyone put a threat on anyone's life to be on this podcast. <laughs> we're gonna have fun, people. We're gonna have fun. Just wait, to wait. be clear, Andy's saying this is we see him from the nose up. <sighs> that's true. You you may have lost the bottom half of your body. We will never be able to tell. Right. Oh, that's true. It does look like I'm just a floating head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So we're back for uh, some more news to cover, uh, which we haven't done in a while, probably months at this point. I, I should have went back and looked to see the last time we did a Geek News episode or something, but I did not. Um, so we're going to try to catch up on some stuff that uh, is probably really outdated by now, but uh, we've been too busy watching some movies and talking about them to cover some news. So we're going to try to backtrack a little bit. Uh, so we're just going to jump into it because why the fuck not? Uh, our first story has to do with a project that I am personally very interested about. Uh, that's the uh, Uncharted movie that is due out sometime next year starring Tom Holland. Uh, being a big fan of the video game franchise, I've had my eye on this movie for probably since it was announced. A long time ago, which has been years at this yeah, point. Yeah, what, eight years or something? It's Yeah, it's, it's been a while, because this movie has been in development hell for yep. for years. We've talked about the revolving door of directors that have all been attached to this project at one time or another. Yeah. They just kept coming. Mm-hmm. And then kept uh, going. So I feel like we we've do discussed have... this at least twice. <laughs> What's before that? Before today. I, say, I feel like we've discussed this movie at least twice before today in at failed least, efforts yeah. that have not come to fruit. Yeah, because I think I know there's been director changes that we've talked about before. And after a while, they just kept changing that. I was like, it's not worth talking about until we have something more concrete and they start shooting. Right. So the good news is they finished principal photography. Yes. Uh, so director for this one, which I think we, we talked about when it was announced, is uh, Ruben Fleischer, who is the director of Zombieland, Zombieland 2, 30 minutes or less. And depending on how you feel about it, Venom. Uh, so a mostly good resume, I would I would say. You started uh, high there. And you yeah. Just... 
30 um, minutes or less was that the one with uh michael Jesse Sarah? He, he did it right after uh zombie land what i thought it so was he, michael Sarah in 30 minutes or less i think with it was it pizza? was it was Kristen stewart and um jesse eisenberg i think and aziz Ansari. possibly now you're gonna make me IMDb this while we're on the on the thing here. Is that the you. one where he gets like? I'll be honest, I've never seen it. I know little bits about it. Jesse Eisenberg and Danny McBride, Aziz Ansari. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Man, Nick I Swartzen. thought that was Michael Sarah for some reason. No, no, Kristen Stewart though. See, Andy, there's your Mandela effect. <laughs> Those two are very <laughs> similar though. In like Michael roles. Pena's in it. It's actually the cast is decent. Yeah. I feel like I've watched it, but I can't remember it. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I watched I, it and it was not really, Yeah. Yeah. Forgettable. So the uh the the movie version for Uncharted has Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. That's the protagonist from the video game. Uh it has Malk, Mark 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 Wahlberg uh is coming in as Sully. Can we talk uh, about that photo too? No, that you did see something quick from him that with the mustache. Yeah, he looks weird with a mustache. Oh yeah, no he way! Does. He's gonna be like the uh, the crabby old guy that helps Nathan. Yeah, Nathan's yeah. father figure mentor. Yeah. Um, there isn't much on IMDb, and not that I really wanted to dig into it because I kind of want to go into as much blindly to this as I can. But it does list Antonio Banderas as being in the cast, which I did not think I knew Ooh, about. Zorro himself. Yeah. He, it doesn't list he a character, so sounds I'm assuming to me he's like a villain. A villain. Yeah. yeah, like he would be a good villain for this kind of thing. Uh, so the main reason we're we're bringing this up one because it wrapped uh, principal photography, and with that, uh, Holland was teasing what his look for the movie was going to be. So we got our first official image of Tom Holland in costume as Nathan Drake. Uh, as a fan of the video game, this made me <laughs> actually very happy. All things considered, so. Before we sort of get into the movie stuff, just with you guys, maybe Andy, we'll start with you. Have you played any of the Uncharted games? I played Uncharted 2 to its completion, which for just, me... Just number two? <laughs> number two. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, never just, gets old. just number two. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, uh, I think I have number three. I think someone gave it to me after they were done with it, and they're like, just keep it. And I was like, okay. And then I never played it. Yeah. And so you, I mean, do you have fond memories of number two? Oh, I liked it. Yeah. I mean, I like number two. (laughs) What you you just said. Do you have fond memories of number two? (laughs) I'm thinking to myself, like, this morning, I have some number twos I have fond memories of. It's it's half on purpose. It was great. (laughs) It pulls double duty. (laughs) Ah, you said duty. (laughs) <laughs> uh, uh, Mike, have you played any of the, the games from the franchise? Yeah, I've played all but four. I have not yet played four. Okay. But one, two, and three, yes. Um, Thoroughly enjoyed them. Um, One, I think, is probably the least of the three that I've played. Uh, It gets a little weird at the end with, like, the monkey men or whatever the hell they are. Yeah. Um. I don't know, there were like Yetis, maybe? That I was two. That was two. Oh, that was two that had the Yetis. Okay, that was yeah, weird because, at the Yeah, because I remember fighting Yetis. Yeah. But uh, 
I mean, they were good. They were fun. They were entertaining. You know, there was one part of that game that I could not fucking stand. It took me forever to figure it out. Was it some of the puzzles? No, it wasn't a puzzle. It was like an action sequence where you're mm. in a building and the building starts collapsing towards another building. Uh, and you start yeah, like yeah. sliding the through. a hundred yes. times. Yeah. And I literally missed it a hundred times. It was like almost <laughs> controller throw mad because I wanted to see the story. I was like really enthralled with everything. And then I was like, fuck this jump. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, that I mean, that was one of like the, the story's awesome. The puzzles are awesome. Some of like the platforming and other gameplay, I felt, I still feel like left somewhat to be desired. Let, left some things to be desired. Um, just in that other games are doing it better, I guess, with like third person action. Yeah. But the story and all the, like the puzzles and all the other stuff they're doing is so damn good, you don't notice it as much. But when you hit sections like that, you notice it. Yeah. To put it in perspective, that was probably the only game that I played to its completion in a couple of years. So, oh wow, that, okay, that and Dead Space, and I think there was a good amount of time between the two. So I'm actually surprised yeah. you didn't kind of want to jump into like number three or something after. Well, I got three a long time after I finished oh, number okay. two. Okay, you know, and you know, I sort of was going through a, a non-video game phase. So, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I I have played through them all. Uh, I played through four within the last year i think maybe six months or something i finally finally got it and played it um four is actually really good too that that whole franchise i think is fantastic for anyone that doesn't know what uncharted is or anything basically it's like the easiest thing to compare to it's modern day indiana jones yeah nathan drake is indiana jones always getting put in scenarios where they're they're treasure hunting and some other weird shit happens and the the storylines and character development are usually like Indiana Jones where Nathan's always cracking jokes. He's a sarcastic asshole to most people. Um, his fighting style is very Indiana Jones. Like it's, it's all there. And I think at one point, actually Mark Wahlberg was attached to this movie. Oh, you know, years ago with David O. Russell that was going to direct the little bit that they talked about this movie. It had absolutely nothing to do with the way the story of this game is. It had no, no, comparison to Indiana Jones there they were like antique hunters and it was I, I can't remember what they tried to describe but it was so unlike anything the video game had done and it was making me visibly angry anytime I read about it or <laughs> talked about it so I was hoping to hell that that movie did not happen and thank god it didn't um the directors that have come in since all seem like they had a better handle on what the game is so everybody since then has sounded okay a couple of the directors I think that were in that revolving door, I kind of wish still made the movie, but I'm hoping uh, Fleischer does a pretty good job with this because um, as long as someone understands what the, the tone and style of these games are and how well I think that could translate into a movie, I think this could work really well. And I, I mean, I think ahead. Naughty Dog, I think, is somewhere involved in this. That's the developers of the game. I, they seem to be, they were tweeting about some of this stuff when it was happening. Um, along with the picture of Tom Holland in character, they had a picture of on set of Tom Holland talking to Nolan North, who is the voice actor and motion capture actor for Nathan Drake for all four games. Oh, you know what? I think I did see that on Twitter. So Mm -hmm. that was just a cool image for a fan of the game to be like, all right, these are my Nathans talking to each other. This is, this is fantastic. I mean, at the time that they announced like, okay, we're finally moving forward with uncharted. We're going to have Tom Holland be Nathan Drake. You're like, wait a minute. That doesn't some that he's too young. That doesn't fit. 
the track. I I have long since said that I've always wanted Nathan Fillion as my Nathan Drake because I think he is pitch perfect for that character. And we, you know they had that wanted. short film a while ago, a couple years ago that you know sort of scratched that itch for everybody. Nathan, uh, Nathan Fillion got to play the character for the short film. We got to see him as that character. It just made me want that movie even more. I think we had a podcast uh, about that. I was going to say, that's did. one of the times we discussed it. <laughs> yeah, because that, that got me so fucking excited. I couldn't not talk about that to whoever would listen to me about that thing because it was great. Yeah. Um, it was really good. No, sadly, it didn't turn it. out the way the, dad, the Deadpool short did. I know. I was hoping that would kickstart something. I mean, it must have got people talking about the property as a movie or, or something live action, but it probably morphed into what we're getting now. But, you know, that's fine. We're getting an Uncharted movie. I like Tom Holland. I'm I'm yeah. hopefully optimistic for this thing. Um, but sort of just giving it, you know, bringing it back around to the, the picture that they released. Um, anything for the picture that you like, don't like? Do you like the way that looks and how that feels for, for Nathan? Uh, Mike, we'll start with you. Um, the one thing I was going to say while you were talking about that is I think it's something that we're seeing a lot of these films based on movies, comic books, other things trend towards is staying more faithful to the source material that is popular for a reason. There's a reason the Uncharted series is popular and it's not your weird take on it that's going to change how it's right. seen as popular. Stick to the formula if you're going to make this movie about this. You can tell your own story within that universe, but don't change the genre. Yeah. You know, like, keep it within that same adventure, Indiana Jones-ish type genre, and tell a new story. I don't want to see the same story that was told in the game, either. Right, yes. You know, I want a new story, a new adventure for Nathan Drake. And really, I think, and, like, that adventure genre isn't, tapped on for movies a lot anymore like national treasure is the only other thing that sort of hits that vibe for me in recent years and yeah, it's something those were good movies right and it's rare because what it, it takes a lot of research to do those movies oh yeah because they have to have a lot of historical accurate things going on to make it interesting enough that it seems real that what they're doing, you know, like, is there, you know, you think about like National Treasure 2, you know, when they're at Valley Forge, or not Valley Forge, they're at the, whatever it is, where they go to, where he, where he kidnaps the president in the yeah. tunnels underneath, yeah. underneath where whatever place that is. Is that actually there? Do those He's actually just exist? Like spoilers. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm just messing <laughs> But but it creates those questions. They have to like it's a really intricate way to make a movie for just that adventure to have it based on some real historical thing that's interesting to chase down. Yeah. And Uncharted scratched that itch just the way that National Treasure did. And then I guess Indiana Jones four tried to do it too and they fucked it up. And <laughs> don't worry, we're getting five at some point, so it's still coming. <laughs> maybe they'll bring it back around, but I don't I don't know. Um, as far as the picture goes, he looks a lot better as Nathan Drake than I thought. He looks older than he usually does. I think they play him younger as Spider-Man intentionally, so that's kind of the Tom Holland we're used to seeing. Yeah. Um, he's obviously on a ship of some kind there, which is kind of cool. Um, why is it obvious he's on a ship? Oh yeah, I see. No, never mind. Okay. Um, I, I was gonna say, is it not? I. 
It's the Black Pearl. <laughs> Whoa. Mind blown. Crossover. Um, <laughs> I'm down for that crossover. <laughs> I didn't see the upper left-hand corner. Like, I wasn't oh. paying attention. It looks like a mask, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, what he, what, what's going on with this obviously partially destroyed ship in some way? Are they searching it? Probably it looks old, you know? What's he searching for on the ship? That's a kind of cool thought. Um, I guess what draws my attention most here, he's got a gun holster on with no guns in it. I mean, Nathan always loses his guns. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, it's just it's just something I notice when I see the picture. I'm like, yeah, he's shot in the arm. He's got a cool watch. And he's got a gun holster on for no reason because it's missing guns. He also has a ring around his neck on a necklace, which I, I mean, that's, that's about. That's, that's Nathan Drake. The, the sick Purvis Magna or whatever, the, the ring, the Nathan Drake, the... the the his his heritage ring the the one that he gets from his relatives or whatever. Oh, that's okay. that's the whole character thing. It's like so the, that's the Sir the, Francis Drake ring thing. Yes, that's the word I was like. Yes. Okay. Yeah, honestly, it's been over more. It's been more than five years since I played an Uncharted game because I okay. like I played them with PlayStation Three. Gotcha. Long time ago. Um. And I haven't obviously haven't played four, and I haven't replayed them. I played them like as they released, except for the first one. Yeah, yeah. First I was... one I came back to. The second one was on release. Then I went and played the first one after that, and then the third. Yeah, I I, I had played them when they came out for PlayStation Three, and then I got a PS Four and got the collection, which was the remasters of all three games. Mm. Um, and then got four, picked up four when it was on sale, and I was like, you know what? It's been a while since I played the trilogy. I'm gonna play through the remasters leading up to four. And I really enjoyed that experience, playing through all three of those and then getting to four, because four is such a good new game. Like, it looks fucking amazing for for being on the PS4 and stuff like that. But it's such, the, the beginning half hour, hour of that game is such a nice nostalgic trip back through the first three games. Mm, and that game okay. bookends so nicely that I, I am, I'm, I've had a craving to go back and play it again because I think four is amazing. Okay. So it's so all, all told, what was that? About 60, 70 hours probably dumped in there? About 10 to like 10 Yeah, I mean, if you, just, if you probably just beeline it through the story and like don't stop to look at every corner looking for treasures and stuff like that, I think you get through them fairly quickly. Yeah. If you're looking for stream content, Mike, that might be one to, one to do. <laughs> um, I'll trade you Last of Us 2 for that one if you've got a <laughs> hard copy. Yeah, sadly, I think all the ones, all the all the Uncharted games I have for PS4 are digital. Now I'm thinking no. about it, so and I can't I even can't give it the disc. You. It's fine. It's fine. I'm kidding. I'm not. We got next gen coming. I'm not. Stream content's going next gen. Yeah. Um, Andy, what'd you think of the the picture? Uh, I agree. He looks older than I expected him to. Um, I'm hoping that he can sort of manipulate his voice to sound a little bit older because in my opinion he sounds very young in the spider-man movies yeah i think that's gonna be a hang up for me too i'm I'm anxious to see how that goes yeah but i remember hearing like interviews from him and he does sound older like when he's just sort of talking like himself so i'm sort of hoping that he's able to you know channel that into nathan drake 
Yeah, because at the same time, if he tries to do a voice that's like deeper or gruffer, I feel like that's going to stand out too. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, um, did Nathan Drake have a an accent? I mean, he does have a really good. What he's British, right? Yeah, he's British. Yeah, so Tom he Holland's has a really British, yeah. yeah yeah he has a really good uh, American accent. So yes, yeah. What what, what I was going to say is I think he might young himself up for the Spider Man role as opposed like he might he, I think he's intentionally sounding younger. Okay. Yeah. Spider Man, is a, as opposed to, all that. I think he'll sound. You know, he still has his own voice. You know, I mean, he's not going to sound like Chris Hemsworth, but he'll. Right. I don't want him to sound like freaking Arnold Schwarzenegger, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody does. Well, yeah. at the same time, it's like I like I can picture Tom Holland as Spider Man and being in like action sequences as Spider-Man and stuff like that, but picturing Tom Holland in like an action sequence that's not a comic book movie is still like a hurdle for me to try to get over. Like, I don't see him as an action movie star, so I'm still trying to get over that, I think. That's because he's so good as Peter Parker, and if you think of Peter Parker without the superpowers getting into a fight with Flash Thompson, you think of a little beaten pulp in Flash Thompson walking away laughing. <laughs> right, that, I mean, which I think could be a lot of it, too. Like, I, I'm, I'm, that's really my only main exposure to Tom Holland is Peter Parker. So just to see him in something else that I, I wouldn't immediately peg him for, I want to I see where this goes. Yeah, I mean, this is a good action, action movie resume then, or, or uh, yeah. And if he fits the role, like, I think part of the reason they wanted to go young is so that they could use him for future, you know, a trilogy. Future movies, mm-hmm. 10 years worth of Uncharted stuff. Right. So if this actually takes off, which I'm hoping it does, because even still, I'd still like, whether this movie sucks or not, I would still like to see three movies out of an Uncharted franchise. I mean, I'd like to see National Treasure 3 someday, too. Well, that too, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, we'll see how the movie does when we see it. But for me, I- I'd like to see, like, for him... As Nathan Drake, something I'd like to see, because it's kind of a thing that Nathan always has, is a bit of scruff. He always kind of has, like, you know, that five o'clock shadow or a little bit more going on. And I don't know if Tom can do that. There's <laughs> some people that just don't grow facial hair, and he looks like he might be one of them. Because I, I don't recall ever having seen a picture of him with even the least little bit of stubble showing. <laughs> so I don't know if he can. And that adds, like, to the. Just like the scruffiness of the character, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's what the makeup trailer's for. Yeah, you know, Maybe. he might be able to get one of those going for Uncharted 2. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, the only other thing I noticed from this picture is some of the woodworking on the boat behind him looks fairly Asian to me. Okay. Hmm. So I'm I wouldn't know how to he's... identify that. Huh? I I just don't know how you like. What do you see? I don't know how you identify woodworking to be Asian. I don't. I don't know. Like, or maybe it's just like a Victorian type uh, scroll work there next to his head. But oh, you mean like the pattern? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I was wondering. It's like, what about it looks Asian? Because I don't know. I don't know anything about woodworking, so I wouldn't. Neither do I. Just that's that's what immediately caught me, and I said, oh, oh that okay. looks sort of Oriental. I guess. <laughs> but he's a world traveler, so he could really be anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, who knows where the wreckage I, I guess I was just sort of, yeah, sort of just trying to look for a clue as to where this picture is taken, what he's doing, where he's at. I mean, 
what, what I would so say is like the boat is recently destroyed because all the wood inside you can see like the the new wood color inside. Yeah. So something happened and they didn't like color it up to make it look like it was destroyed at some old time and the wood has been sitting there rotting or they're just not good at their job. I don't know which, <laughs> but the the wood inside is clearly fresh. So it's recently destroyed to that state. So something happens on that boat. And he's got a gunshot wound. So. Yeah, I keep looking at this picture just thinking, like, I want to see a trailer so fucking bad. I want to see what this movie looks like. Um, I think it's the release date sometime next year. So I guess as long as there's no, like, production delays or anything. Well, of course, we don't know what movie theaters are going to be like next year anyway. But as of right now, it's slated to release sometime next year. I'm not going to even is. mention the date because I'm sure it's going to get pushed and moved. So Yeah. 2022, folks. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm just being honest, like every th- so many things are slated for next year. I feel like even if things are back to normal come summer, things are going to start to get pushed back because of all the competition that's going to oh, be yeah. smashed into the same spot. People are going to be dodging the competition. Yeah. Um. I mean, how do you guys feel about the the younger Nathan Drake? You okay with that? Would you rather have seen older? Do you prefer older? Like, what are you thinking? Uh, I like the idea of him growing with the franchise. Yeah. Like okay. aging with the Maybe. franchise. I feel yeah. like if they started older with like an Nathan Fillion or somebody, Hugh Jackson, if this movie, something like that, like it would, it's a one and done. Yeah. Like if this movie would have got made 10 years ago, I feel like they probably might have, and they wouldn't have got Nathan Fillion because Nathan Fillion wasn't a star then. I think with having the rookie on TV, I think he's more of a household name now. And I feel like he's actually in probably the best shape of his life right now doing that show than he was prior, you know, 10 years ago. He didn't look that good now. Um, Right. So I don't know who they would have picked because they would have had... The whole thing, I think, is they wanted a bankable star for this movie because no one outside of the... If you're not a fan of the video games, you don't know what Uncharted is. So Sony needs a star attached to this movie to get people interested. Mm -hmm. But all the teenage girls know who Tom Holland is. Yep, you're getting that market just from casting him. (laughs) I was going to say, and as far as, like, marketable stars in his age range, he's got to be number one, right? I would think. In terms of, like, box office expected draw. Top five at the very least. I mean, I I can't name another one. I was was texting Josh when, uh, because I, I, the picture we're referring to, I put up on Twitter and our Facebook pages on, uh, our social media sites and stuff like that. The one that I put on Facebook, when I look at stats for Facebook, it tells me like how many people engage with a post or like click on a post or see a post or something like that. Traditionally, anything that we post might get between 15 and 40 clicks or interactions or something. I put up one picture of Tom Holland and we had 350 interactions with that post. More pictures of Tom Holland. So it's like everything from here on out. I don't care what I'm posting. I'm just going to hashtag Tom Holland everything just to see if it gets in there. Put, put honestly, you want you want bank? Put up the young guys of the MCU: Chris Pratt, Tom Holland. Uh, every, every post we do, we'll just hide a picture of one of them somewhere in there. You can't. You got to find just the Chris. A shirtless picture of Chris Hemsworth in every in every <laughs> thing. You'll do fine. I mean, sex sells in both directions, my friend. Facebook algor- algorithms will take over. It'll just make its way out there. 
Um, all right, anything else for for this one? I'm just I'm I'm excited. I want to see more of this. I feel like this is one of those movies where I'm going to see one trailer and be done. That's going to be enough for me because I, I, I am already even in. Watch a trailer. Yeah, on this one, unless unless you tell me that we're going to talk about it on a show. I feel like I'm going to have to. Like I I will need something to hold me over. So if they usually usually the first trailer is not spoilerific. There's not. It's a very much of a tease of like what's to come. Right. So if I will watch that one. Trailer makers, yeah. But for you know, because I'm they've already got my money. Wherever this comes out, I'm going to watch it. Um, but at least the first trailer will give me something to come back to if I just need like a fix for the, what this movie's going to be. I can come back to that first trailer. But anything after that, I will probably avoid. So chances are, whenever they do a first trailer, we will talk about that first trailer. But Mike, okay, for, you know, if you want to avoid that at that point, we oh, will no, just no, no. leave you I... off that. You can. I mean, it, for me, it would be something where, like, I would just avoid it just because. Because, I like, like you said, I'm going to go see this movie one way or the other. Yeah. I don't need to see a trailer to be sold. And there's not, like, anything that's been leading up to it. Like, with Star Wars or Endgame or any of that kind of stuff where I, like, want to see what's going to happen next or something. So see, I'm that would be like a... For it. So talking for me, about that trailer, I think, nice. would be fun with, like, Josh, who doesn't know anything about the games... But presenting True. him this trailer and say, what do you think? What are you getting from this? Yeah, I agree. His take so, on it would be good. Yeah, so we'll have to we'll have to see where we go from there. I have a question, Brian. Is yes. there anything that the trailer can show you that will dissuade you from watching the movie? Like, is there potential for you to watch the trailer and go, uh I yeah, there will be, yes, but Offhand, I don't know what I could tell you specifically. Like, that's going to be my major turnoff for this movie. I mean, really, if it... Extended if the, edition with extra nudity available. <laughs> if, if, the, if the trailer at all just captures what I think the tone of an adventure-style movie and the tone of that game conveys, I'm yeah. in. If it's anything other than that, then I will, it will give me a little bit of pause and be like, well, I don't know where they're going with this. I like agree. If, if, I don't know. I guess I don't know how they so, open the marketing. Will it be focused more on like Nathan Drake, like sort of uh, like I don't know if they're gonna hype it like you know he's following his destiny, like the the destiny we've seen him go through in the game. Are they gonna be playing up the fact that like he's destined to be this treasure hunter, or is it gonna be like Indiana Jones, where it's just every time he's got bad luck and in the wrong place at the wrong time type of thing? Or, you know, is the trailer going to hype up the mystery of the MacGuffin and go from there and then reveal Nathan Drake? Yeah. For for me, I liken this in my head to what Andy's saying is something that can make you watch a trailer for something that you're really into the idea of. You like everything about it so far and put you off immediately to the Assassin's Creed movie. I love Michael Fassbender. I think that guy's great. I think he's a really good actor. So they cast him in this lead role. Everything's looking good. You get into the trailer, and then all of a sudden, in the middle of that trailer, they showed him suspended by some weird apparatus as opposed to just laying down in an animus experiencing uh, yeah. this shit. And I was like, well, I'm out. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that thing? I'm out. That makes no sense. That's stupid. And have you still never seen the movie? I got through about a third of it, and I shut it off. I was like, this, this sucks. <laughs> like I got through a third and I'm like I can't I can't they're killing my baby That's I the love those games video game adaptations have a rough go of it so yeah, yeah. they do 
it, but and, I think people are respecting the medium a lot more, especially because of the work Naughty Dog has done. Because Naughty Dog, it's not just Uncharted. You're talking about The Last of Us as well. Which is getting and, a show on HBO. Like, that's happening too. Right. And, well, that's what I'm saying. But because of, the, because of a lot of Naughty Dog's work, people are respecting the narrative that people are able, that they're able to tell in a video game. Yeah. You know, Naughty Dog, like, I feel the same way about The Last of Us. The story is so damn good. And the gameplay lacks a little bit. But the story and the story they're telling and the performances they get out of people, it's amazing. Yeah, The Last of Us came with my PlayStation 4. And, like, I love the story. And I just, like, the gameplay just feels so fucking clunky and clumsy (laughs) to me that I, I, I just, I get so frustrated. Mm-hmm. I yeah, some of that, that sneaky stuff. Yeah, I I got, I got through it. I did struggle a little bit here and there, and I I think I started la- like with the Last of Us. I had started it, went through like the prologue stuff, got into it a little bit, and then like put it down because I was like I I can't. I think at the time too, the story just felt really heavy. Like I knew it was gonna get really heavy, and I was like I don't know if I want to get through this right now. If I am like mentally prepared for what the fuck this game is gonna put me through, <laughs> I'm, and, I'm there with two. Yeah, okay. So I yeah, but I eventually came back to it and I'm glad I did because that's I think I had every intention that was around like when 2 was coming out and they were promoting 2 and I was like, "Well, I definitely would like to try 2, so I have to get through 1 first. So mm-hmm. I finished 1, but I still haven't gotten 2 to to play it, but yeah, 1 like Mike said, the story for that game is incredible. The, the, the narrative that they make it's for just, these are great. I guess the difference for 2 with that one specifically is it's a lot longer. Yeah. Like the story for two is something like 30 hours through the story. Yeah, Like it's long for a game that's a narrative based game like that. Normally these games like Uncharted are like six to 12 hours. You know, if you chug through the story and that's what the first Last of Us was. The Last of Us Part Two, it's heavy and it's long. Yeah. Well, you guys are both, I would say, better gamers than I am. I wouldn't necessarily say better. Better is not the <laughs> correct word. Maybe I would say more, more practiced. Maybe um, <laughs> we game just more. Like, yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. But more that's practiced. just free time. Um, At least in my case, it just it games like that sort of like throw me off, which is why I'm very hesitant to play like Dark Souls or uh, like Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like that, the difficulty game. Last of Us is not difficulty. It to me the clumsiness and the the, the clunkiness of it made it difficult for me, and I just oh, okay. it, it, it really threw me off. So you I want to play something that has that you're having fun with, not getting frustrated with. Right, and it was like a really, it was like a, a scale balance, you know, like like the Libra sign. It, it's like. Gameplay sucks. Story's awesome, and eventually the <laughs> gameplay sucking won. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm pretty much never gonna play this again." <laughs> you know what you do in that case? You watch, watch the it. story on YouTube. <laughs> on YouTube, or you watch me play it on Twitch. Yeah, we should start taking requests, Andy. What don't you want to play? We will stream it for you. Because the, the, I mean, honestly, the more we're talking about Uncharted, I'm like, fuck. Now I want to just play these again, and maybe I should just stream them all because they're fucking great. Honest recommendation, man. Wait until the month before the game's coming out. Before the movie. You'll, 
Yeah, yeah, before the movie. Sorry. Okay. You'll, you'll I was like, they're more, making another Uncharted game? Did I miss something? What are you, don't tease me, Mike. And <laughs> it, it's totally flown under the radar. Uncharted 5 <laughs> is coming out in like three days. Yeah, it's, bud. it's a release title with PS5. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you just haven't heard of this? How did this, how'd you miss this? Um, but what, but, but, you know, you'll generate more interest that way. People will see, oh, yeah. he's playing through the Uncharted games. That movie's coming out. I want to watch that. And you'll sate your own need leading up into it, and it'll be like, no, don't watch the trailer. Just play the game. Don't watch the yeah. trailer. Just play the game, you know? And that's what I will need. I need something to get that fix with, you know, the last month or two before release. I will I will need an Uncharted fix for sure. Exactly. So that's probably a solid plan. Um, All right, I think it's probably good to spin to the next one, right? I think we're, we're good for Uncharted. Let's spin it. All right. Uh, so with Uncharted wrapping production, that means Tom Holland has moved to his next project, which is Spider-Man 3. Now, we still don't really know anything about this movie, uh, but The Hollywood Reporter ran a story on October 1st saying that Jamie Foxx will be joining Spider-Man 3. Not only that, but he will be reprising his role as Electro from Andrew Garfield's Amazing Spider-Man 2. So, this raises some questions. We know... That the we've covered it on past shows. The the deal between Marvel and Sony for the Spider-Man rights uh, only extends for two more movies, and then Spider-Man is is solely Sony's whatever whatever that means. So is that appearances or is that two more Spider-Man movies? Two more MCU appearances. Okay. Um, I mean, so Sony between Venom and Morbius and whatever else they got in the pipe, they are slowly trying to build their Spider-Man universe. Again, because they tried this before and it fell apart. Well, they're trying again now. Um, what we don't know is how much that crossover with the MCU will happen uh, with the movies that Sony has planned, how much will happen after the fact, um, you know, especially after the, the next two appearances of Spider-Man in the MCU. We don't know what's going to be nice between the two studios, what they're going to do with each other, or if it's just going to be cut and dry. He is with Sony now. Fuck Marvel and the MCU. We are so Spider-Man, Sony's universe. This is it. Um, so obviously Spider-Man 3 is one of the two films that will allow him to be in the MCU still. So we still don't know what the second film is. Is I think it's safe to assume it's probably another Avengers movie, but is it Spider-Man 4 or is it Avengers? It could be one of those. Um, so basically with this in mind, this whole thing just basically spits into speculation as to what the hell does this mean if a character from... Amazing Spider-Man 2 is popping up in an MCU Spider-Man 3 movie. So I'm at this point, Mike, I'm ready for wild speculation. I have my own drawn-out theory that I, I'm going to probably go through. But what, what do you guys got? Well, we just had time travel, right? And we've had the Spider-Verse introduced and successfully accepted from the animated version. And we may experience a bit of both here where he's traveling through the Spider-Verse. And I think that's what you might see here, as opposed to them stepping into the MCU. I think you'll see the MCU's Spider-Man, Tom Holland, traveling through the Spider-Verse, traveling through alternate universes, and running into these characters. So you think we're going to see more than universes. just Jamie Foxx in this movie? Like other Spider- other previous Spider-Man characters besides Jamie Foxx in here. 
hasn't there been rumors of Garfield and Maguire as well? Rumors, nothing, nothing, nothing confirmed, but it's rumors. I think you may see there. I think they're trying to make those deals happen. You know what I mean? They're trying to make it so that they get those guys on board. That's why the rumors are kicking up whether they have or not yet. It's a rumor. So I think if we're going to see Jamie Foxx as Electro, we're like, so is it the same version of Max Dillon? Because if it, like if he's just coming back to just play Electro again in a different version of Max Dillon and not be the same Max Dillon, you know what I mean? Not be right. that one. Like, he's just going to play Electro again. It, I, I, that's that's an outside possibility. He's just going to be Electro again. Um, and it's not related to the uh, Andrew Garfield stuff. Cause it, yeah, because it's hard to tell from Hollywood Reporter's article if they are speculating that he is playing the same version from Amazing Spider-Man 2 or, like you're saying, just Max Dillon in this universe. Right. Um, I don't want to, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, if they just skip to that universe and it's part of something that they do where he slides into that universe, I'm okay with that. Yeah. If they try to introduce that same Electro again, as much as I like Jamie Foxx in that role was not his fault. He acted the hell out of that. Like he does with everything that electro looked fucking stupid. <laughs> um, and it pissed me off. Like it was just like, no, why would you do that? Like it, he got stung by electric eels. Then he doesn't even look like an eel. He just looks like nothing <laughs> like, no, like that was, that was horrible. And I hated it as far as the look. Um, well, the Again, good news is, I mean, at least if he if he comes back as that version of the character, we don't have to go through an origin story of him anymore. He can just show up as Electro. You don't have to worry about the eel thing anymore. You can for you could probably so they I'm probably to want see you him to forget looking that. like that as Electro and forget about the other shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if I see that look as Electro again, I'm gonna be like, <sighs> well, I we just talked we just talked about uh, video game movie producers being true to the costumes and stuff. What if he shows up in what was he? A green and yellow costume with like a the star. lightning bolts coming off yeah, his yeah, mask and yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So don't get me so wrong. So if Jamie Foxx so, shows up like that, would you be more happy? If it's done right. So well <laughs> okay, no th- think of it in these terms. Not, no, Vulture it's, it's, Vulture is the curious. MCU's version of Vulture. What Michael Keaton and what they gave him is the Vulture, right? So the vulture in the comics, if that if that version of the like the comics version of the vulture were to show up in the MCU, it would look stupid, right? Depending on how they did it, <laughs> right? But they did the vulture right with Michael Keaton's vulture, and it looked good, and it was it worked. I feel like they could do the same thing with the original Electro outfit and make it work. Is opposed to turning him into whatever the fuck that was in Amazing Spider-Man 2. I don't even have a term to describe what that was. But they did that. And I like Electro as a villain. He's really fucking cool. But I, I will agree with what you're saying, Andy. The Electro costume with like the crazy lightning bolts on his head and shit is fucking... It would not work. He the looks more like a Mega Man you... villain. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's the same reason you never saw like Hugh Jackman don the actual Wolverine costume Aww. is because in a practical form, <laughs> yeah, that, that costume just... looks stupid. 
in a comic book form, it looks fucking badass. Put Hugh Jackman in it, and you're like, oh, that's why they didn't do that. That's why we only saw it on the wall, because it doesn't work if you put an actual human being into something that has these giant pointy things flying off of its head. It would be weird. So, yeah. I, I don't know, like... I'm I'm always excited to see Jamie Foxx in a movie, but in this case, it was like, I really wish they had said, like, Jamie Foxx entering this movie as somebody that's not Electro. Like he's I wish they just say Spider-Man. Jamie Foxx signed on for Spider-Man 3. That's yeah. all we need. Exactly. I'd be like, hmm, what are they going to have him do? Yeah, don't give me a fucking character that he's going to play. Specifically, do not mention that he could be the character from Amazing Spider-Man 2 into this movie, because now my my brain exploded a little bit, but... Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I have this whole drawn-out theory of what I think is going to happen, but I want to hit Andy first. Um, Andy, where, where does your mind sort of go with this announcement? I mean, it instantly goes to the, amaz- the Amazing Spider-Man 2, you know, with the eels and all that. Yeah. Which I mean, I wasn't I didn't hate the look. I I didn't exactly like the direction they took with him and his costume backstory, all that jazz. Yeah. But I mean, I didn't I didn't hate him as a villain, you know, like Mike did. I, I was sort of like No, no, no. It's it, I I I don't hate what Jamie Foxx did. I hate the look. Uh, no, that's, Jamie yeah, Foxx that's what I'm acted saying. the hell out of him. He, just, he did great. But yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I, didn't, I just wanted yeah. to interrupt and make make it clear. I don't think. No, he no, did yeah, bad. that's that's what I was trying to get at. It's just like I I thought he was just like middle of the road. Like I thought JB Fox did a great job, but the costume and the effects and stuff, I was like, eh, okay, you know, like that's Electro. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it would be cool if they brought him back as an Electro from Tom Holland's. Spider-Verse, you know? You mean Andrew Garfield? No, no. Like, a different... Okay, okay. Electro. In the MCU version of, of Electro. Yeah, right. Yeah, and they do sort of give him, like, sort of like a, a cool, spiffy, quasi-throwback uniform from the comic books, you know? Yeah, the, okay. It's similar, but not, you know what I mean? Like, they sort of... I don't know, movie-fy it, or, or Hollywoodize it, or whatever you would call it, you know? <laughs> I just like, saw feel like you're going to say something. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I, I like, I had this random thought in my head as to what they might do, and I really hope they fucking don't. And that's dye Jamie Foxx's hair blonde and put that stupid, put, like, the dumb electro, like, the top of his whatever, like, shave it into his head. It's like the electro pattern into a blonde-haired Jamie Foxx. And I'm like, that would just be just as bad as the first time. Oh, I don't know why I thought of that, but it like popped into my head as something they might do to have like... Because he said like a, you know, like a, a different take on the electro outfit. And I'm like, that would be a different take, but it'd be fucking horrible. Or even just Unless the I'd prefer story, like but... long hair, but like styled to look like lightning bolts coming off his head. Oh, God. Horns. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> like like cool. like big ass spikes, but like they 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 are like lightning bolts. <laughs> so he would almost look like Loki, except with lightning. The bolts. big bendy horns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I mean, anytime you get Jamie Foxx into a movie, I think is 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 a plus in my book. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about that, but I'm curious to see what they're thinking about doing. If they're trying to get the, I I think it's safe to say that into the spider verse was an instant cult classic. Yes. Um, maybe they're trying to get people who really enjoyed that movie more into their Sony verse or whatever you want to call it. Maybe. So they're trying to like throw like the Maguires and the Garfields into it, which would be cool. cool. And and I think Just, that was my first reaction to when Brian posted this was, are we sure that he's confirmed as in Spider-Man 3 in the MCU versus Spider-Verse 2? Like, has he signed on for a Spider-Man movie or is he going to be a voice actor in Spider-Verse 2? And that was my first reaction was like, please just tell me it's that they're going to do the same joke they did at the beginning of Spider-Verse where they made fun of Tommy Maguire dancing and they're going to go back and do the same kind of thing in Spider-Verse 2 with how dumbass Electro looked and they didn't. Then it was like, no, he's definitely in the MCU. And it's like, okay, I don't know what now. Sorry, yeah, they, I just wanted to interject. I'm trying that. to look it up now just to make sure I have the wording correct. Um. Yeah, Jamie Foxx played Spidey villain Electro and Andrew Garfield starring Amazing Spider-Man 2 is in final talks to reprise their role for the latest Spider-Man installment starring Tom Holland and being made by Marvel Studios and Sony Pictures. Right. Yeah, when you say reprise the role, that pretty much solidifies him doing the same exact character. But again, it's like it's like Mike said, how you interpret. Is he reprising the same exact character from that movie or is just reprising the character Max Dillon in in this MCU, get, get getting his I feel own... like you could you could interpret it both ways. Well, I think Andy said the same yeah. thing. Just like he's gonna be Max, he's gonna be Electro, but in this universe, right? You know, like they can still they can have that open for the Spider Verse. So then he, the Max Dillon in Andrew Garfield's version of the Spider Verse was that. What I but think in would this be cool one because of is... different events, right? Uh... I think it would be cool if uh, Andrew Garfield was in this movie and then he encounters like this new Max Dillon and he's like, whoa, this guy is way different than, than Max Dillon <laughs> I like, know. Like Max Dillon's you know? working with Spider-Man <laughs> and like helping him and like actually like taking on like a support role and he shows up and he's like, what the hell is this guy doing here? Right. <laughs> well, the the big kicker is if he is, if Jamie Foxx is reprising the Max Dillon Electro character from Amazing Spider-Man 2, that character died, right? He was he was destroyed and disintegrated at the end of that movie. He doesn't he doesn't exist anymore. As far as you know, and yeah, I guess you could spin it like he's he's electricity. He just went somewhere else and yeah came back. But static. He became static electricity for a while, and then he decided to become real electricity. <laughs> but I guess you know if their ultimate plan was because they were planning on doing Sinister Six after all that stuff. So if they were planning mm-hmm. on having Jamie Foxx's Electro back for Sinister Six, they probably had an out for him. A way to bring him back. Right. Which I guess they could still do. Jason Momoa is Craven, please. Oh yeah, that'd be cool too. Um, all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna spin into my theory because I if I'm right, it's like I just want to get this on on record somewhere to see how close (laughs) I am. But at the same time I feel like I'm I'm going out further. Like I'm I'm going through probably the next couple iterations of where Spider-Man could pop up and how this could all blend together, especially leading into him becoming part of Sony. 
and how sure. all of this could possibly work. So try to stick with me. I got a little bit to go through here. So this I'm starting with WandaVision, the TV show that's coming to Disney Plus with Wanda, with you know uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision. That show, I think, is going to fuck up some stuff. Uh, specifically with the multiverse. Okay. So that when we get to Doctor Strange 2, which I want to remind everyone, is called the Multiverse of Madness, right. the multiverse is a big problem. Now, as far as release dates, WandaVision would be kicking us off. Doctor Strange 2 is supposedly at the end of Phase 4. In what between the... those two things is Spider-Man 3. I was just going to ask what the release date officially for WandaVision is for people listening so they know. It's I, I don't think they have one because it was supposed to be out by now, but they pushed it. Oh, I thought they had announced one. I didn't realize. I don't they think they do. I I could be wrong, but it was supposed to. I thought it was supposed to be out, but we we're supposed to have Winter Soldier and, and Falcon. Well, I know, right I know now, they we were supposed to have that. Like Wandavision's coming before that now, right? So I think I think because that has probably and again, this is my theory that the repercussions from Wandavision are such wide reaching to the MCU. They need to push it out first. Right. It need it needs they have to, to come set before the certain things. Yes. Just chronologically, it has to happen first. So whatever Scarlet Witch does to bring Vision back to life or live in this reality, it fucks up the multiverse. So by the time we get to Doctor Strange at the end of Phase 4, phase four they are trying to repair the damage that whatever she does in this show. In between there is Spider-Man 3. So my guess is that during that time, the multiverse is starting to fall apart or crash together or however they want to spin it. And during Spider-Man 3, it spits out Jamie Foxx's Electro from Sony's universe into the MCU. Now, I'm hoping this isn't a full-blown live-action Spider-Verse yet, but it could lay the breadcrumbs for that down the line. Because um, I don't think we've earned the full-blown live-action Spider-Man yet. I think there needs to be some build-up to that, not just go with it after Spider-Verse animated was real big, so we need to do it in live-action. I want the breadcrumbs and, and narrative to lead there. Build-up. So, again, we'll start to get the breadcrumbs of the multiverse and Spider-Man being part of the multiverse and a Spider-Man multiverse, all that stuff. We can lean into that a little bit by having one person from another Spider-Man universe pop up in Spider-Man 3. So then this will lead to having Spider-Man's second appearance or, or movie, whatever you want to do. We'll just say final appearance in the MCU, which my best guess is another Avengers movie. So how do you top Infinity War and Endgame? My theory is doing Secret Wars, which the Rizzo brothers have said on record that they would they love that story. They would come back to do a Secret Wars movie. So if you have those two guys come back, after breaking box office records doing your Avengers movies and you get them for another Avengers movie and it's a story they care about and like, this could be huge. So for anyone that doesn't really know the original Secret War story, um, this is one from 1984, which saw a bunch of Marvel heroes and villains trans transported to Battleworld by the Beyonder. And they all had to fight each other for, I guess, more or less the, because they for were forced to. Um, but it's the same event that saw Spider-Man get the black suit. So this is when he got the symbiote suit from space and then brought it back to him when they when he was returned. That's the gist of that story. However, in 2015, Marvel did another Secret Wars event that actually had to do with the collapse of the multiverse. So as the multiverse collapsed, it came down to 
more or less two universes left. The main Marvel Universe and the Ultimate Marvel Universe as being the last two remaining. Doctor Doom made one last plea with the Beyonders to try to save the multiverse, and it basically he ended up becoming a, like an emperor god thing. And then he created Battleworld, which is the same sort of place they ended up in the 1984 Secret Wars. Um... So Battleworld sort of laid out different sections of the multiverse that survived and they were over the planet and it was all divided into sections and whatnot. But again, either way, it still sort of ends the same where our heroes are transported to Battleworld and this time they have to defeat Doctor Doom. And after they defeat him, they basically redo, like undo what he did, re remake the universe to so it sort of sets back to the way it was. Um, but the difference is by the time this is all done, there's only really one multiverse like everything that was scattered then comes in the mainline mcu the 616 universe basically it's a way for marvel to cut off other spin-off series that aren't selling every so often they do this just to condense books and stuff like that so this is a way to condense everything down to one main storyline uh so you could do some sort of combination between the 1984 version and the 2015 version where they're trans the heroes are transported to some foreign world and they have to defeat a villain to then set the universe right. That's the gist of what Secret Wars could be. So can I give you a play off of what you're saying? Yeah. The next Avengers movie is titled The Ultimates. For sure? Or is that Oh, that's that's your theory. That's, that's my theory. It's okay. titled The Ultimates cuz I mean that's the Avengers in the Ultimate Universe. They're the Ultimates, not the Avengers. Okay. Just, uh, yeah, as a, just, just as a way to decipher itself. Yeah, it would be a cool nod. I'm just wondering if they would drop the Avengers title, being that the Avengers well, they could is so associated with some of the... With Tony and Cap. Uh, you're, okay, so you're saying because we have a new roster sort of change Well, that's the... also how you get Cap back, is the Ultimates from the other... <laughs> from the alternate universe. Oh, I universe. see what you're saying, yeah. You, you get a different Cap. You get the Ultimates. You get a different Iron Man. You get the character... But not the maybe the actor. Okay, yeah, I guess we could. See, yeah, that could work too. But okay, so I'm I'm trying to frame it specifically around like Spider Man and stuff. I know. So I know. I'm just. Yeah, I mean that would be a way to write them back for sure. Uh, so if we sort of just just spin with that theory where the Secret Wars event happens, Spider Man goes to fight in Secret Wars, and at this point, this is the last appearance of Tom Holland Spider Man in the MCU. So when the universe is finally saved and Spider-Man is transported, quote-unquote, back home, he doesn't end up in the MCU. He ends up in Sony's universe. So there is an in-canon, in-movie continuity explanation as to why the MCU is no longer part of what he is part of. So all of Phase 4 is designed to write Tom Holland out, is what you're saying? More or less, yes. And at that point, when Tom Holland is transported back to Sony's universe, Spider-Man 4 is your live-action Spider-Verse. So, I don't necessarily think you're wrong, but let me tell you why I hate it. <laughs> now, hear me out. We go through this whole thing. Tony's entire reason for coming back and helping them in Endgame is Peter. Yeah. So, this whole story we had about Tony becomes fucking meaningless because of Phase 4. No, because Spider-Man's not going to die. No, he doesn't die, but I'm saying, like, to everybody, he's gone, essentially, from the MCU. He's not part of that world anymore. Well, that, yeah, well, that becomes part of... He's not there for of... Aunt May, he's not there for Ned, he's not there for... Get my point, like, he's not in that same world, he's in a different world. 
And honestly, if they wanted to spin it any which way, they could just say, oh, those people come with him or he chooses well, to come like said, with to bring these people with him or or something in narrative to make it work. Or they're just the same people in the other universe. It's the same. Or that. Too, yeah. And the point is, I don't think you're necessarily wrong. It sounds plausible. You know what I mean? Unless they sign another contract. And that's the thing. With it, between now and then, who knows what Sony and Marvel will come to terms with if they decide to keep playing nice together. We could still have those crossovers. This could still be a right. fun relationship between the two of them. But, but as of right now, on paper, at this time, we have two, two more appearances for Spider-Man in the MCU, and that's it. Right. And that's why I think, that's why I say, like, what you're saying sounds plausible in terms of what they might do. It's just I don't have to like it. Cause yeah. It, just because of they, they went through all this stuff that Tony went through, mostly because of Peter. Yeah. You know, yeah, sure, he was doing all this to save this, that, and the other in the world and whatnot, but he wouldn't have done any of it if not for Peter. True. So, if they do that and then they just write Peter off of the world because of a contract with Sony, it would suck. It would make it like yeah. it make it sting that much more to me losing. But Spider-Man I would rather from the get MCU. this than just to have Spider-Man ripped from the MCU without any type of closure at all. Which is how we were going to go post-Endgame. Right, I get that. I get that. I'm just in a spot where I'm like, I just want them to sign another damn contract so we don't have to... And I, yeah, I, I completely agree, but I am not holding my breath for that mm-hmm. moment. The fact that we actually have a definitive end date instead of like at any moment we could lose this character. Yeah. I would rather know when it's going to happen to prepare myself for it. And if they do something in continuity and narratively drive the story to that point to explain why he is not part of the MCU anymore. I will buy it that much better. It will be, it will be softer, like easier to swallow than, than just he's not here anymore. He's gone. That's fair. It'll, it'll soften the blow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and something else that I think has rumored, I don't know if this was confirmed or not, but Dr. Strange is rumored to be in Spider-Man three also. Right. So, which again, if Doctor Strange is dealing with the multiverse of madness in his sequel, if the multiverse is peeking through Spider-Man 3, he could be there to help repair the damage for this crack before it gets worse or he something. Could, he could help Peter figure out how to get Electro back into his own right. multiverse. Yeah. So I feel like you could connect the dots if you really want to speculate and stuff like that, and that's sort of where I went with it. Um, I think I feel like the only hitch in my theory is if by the end of the Avengers movie, if they do Secret Wars and, and the multiverse is trying to get repaired and they quote unquote fix it by the end of that movie. I don't know how Spider-Verse would work for Spider-Man 4 if it's multiverse related and we've repaired the multiverse. Like you'd still have to find a way to get Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland all in the same spot. Yeah. So so I don't know, you I'm, know, unless I'm they do more with the multiverse. Yeah. I mean, unless they do more with the multiverse after that, and maybe it's not fixed or what they fix in one universe fucks up Sony's universe or something. I I don't know. Right. It, it's definitely um, something where like multi, this is why like the multiverse stuff is scary for people to start doing. Yeah. Is because you have to have this very clearly defined roadmap laid out of what exactly happens and where exactly things go because it can get very complicated and very confusing very quick, especially on the audience, which is what you don't want. 
Yeah. And if I knew that Feige was the only one having a hand in this, I would be completely confident. But you know, Sony is like, you guys are making a shit ton of money. We want a piece of that pie. Give us some MCU stuff. We went over the fucking Morbius trailer. Michael Keaton's in that trailer. Like, that's that's MCU Spider-Man character in, an, in a Sony Spider-Man spinoff well, that movie. that may be how they're trying to work this in, is like, if you work with us and you let us keep Spider-Man around, we'll start to let you, you know, get a little bit of that MCU taste, you know? It's like when the heroin the thing, dealer like, gives you a little bit of cocaine. They're like, here, just we'll get, we'll give it a little bit better. And I so I'm, I don't I'm do either. I don't see... know, but I'm saying, you know, it's. <laughs> I'm interested to see how they explain that specific thing for whenever Morbius is going to come out now. Like, is is Michael Keaton one of the multiverse spillovers, or are they trying to establish that Morbius is in the MCU proper? That's a good question. Like, there's there's a lot of details here that need to be explained, and we we probably won't get answers until we see these movies. But my my we may the... not even get them then. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. Just for someone like me that that thrives on on narrative that makes sense and breadcrumbs leading to story like setups, setups and payoffs is what I love. That's why continuity, I think, works for me. If you give me breadcrumbs for something early, work up slowly, build to something. And then by the time you get to the climax, it all makes sense and it works together and stuff you set up before pays off there. Like, that's what I love in storytelling especially in a drawn-out trilogy of movies or something like that. That's why the Infinity Saga worked so fucking good, because you set up a villain five years before and have him pay off to the best of his ability by the time you hit an Infinity War. That's such a build-up for that moment that it's right. fucking incredible. So to have stuff like this... Ha another reason why I don't want to rush Spider-Verse, I'd rather build to that, because I think the payoff for finally getting there will be that much sweeter. But... At the same time, like I just have this feeling that Sony is just trying to rush all this stuff because it's it's making money for Marvel and they want that. Well, and I think too, like the Morbius thing, I think that movie only exists to bridge the gap that they know is going to exist between Spider Man Two and Spider Man Three. Like, okay. they, like, like, kind of like Venom Two is about to happen, right? Yeah. And then, how many years do we have until Spider Man Three? Like real time or? Yeah. Cuz I like Spider-Man 3 I think is slated for 2021. That, As I mean, of right we now. I don't know that's not happening though. Yeah, I think the when I looked at release dates, I think the only movie in phase 4 that right now is slated for 2022 I thought was Doctor Strange 2. And maybe I have my release dates wrong, but I thought well, that I, was Well, yeah, I mean originally Shang-Chi was supposed to be the first one in 2021. Yeah. That was like February 2021 or something. You, you know what, now I'm starting to second guess because I feel like I looked at dates on Wikipedia and I don't know if I can trust Wikipedia. And Keep then, talking, I'll try to, I'll try well, to amend well, what my I was statement. Say is like the, the, the MCU has all shifted because we were supposed right. to have two movies this year that would presumably have to fit into the continuity before you get the next, you know what I mean? Like these things happen in order for a reason. So we're not going to see, you know, the Eternals until we see Black Widow. We're not going to see Shang-Chi until we've seen the Eternals, so on and so forth, I would assume. But All right, so updated release date. This is from, uh, what is it, September, September 28th. Okay. So this year. Um, Black Widow moves to May 7th, 2021. Shang-Chi goes to July 9th, 2021. 
Eternals, November 5th, 2021. Spider-Man 3, December 17th, 2021. Oh, wow. Just barely. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I'm Thor, shocked by that. There Thor Love and Thunder, February 11th, 2022. Oh, man, this is going to be an awesome 16 right months. time for Valentine's Day. Doctor Strange 2, March 25th, 2022. They are a month apart. This is going to be an awesome 16 months if these dates hold up. <laughs> like that May to, or just a year, just that May to May. Right there, you've got what? Six movies? Yeah, and May this was, May. I guess, you know, this was published prior to Chadwick Boseman, but Black Panther 2 was slated for May 6, 2022. I don't think that's happening. Yeah. Captain Marvel's the next one after that, July 8th, 2022. Um, and that's all I'm seeing here. So I'd say at least through Doctor Strange, that's probably your phase four. I don't know if they're going to go through Black Panther and Captain Marvel yet, but. I depending think depending on their sequence of sequence of events that that need to happen, I guess depending on what needs to happen per movie to set up the next one, we'll have to see what gets delayed or I pushed. Mean, but I would honestly say I don't think they're going to release six movies in a twelve month period. I don't yeah. think they're doing that. So I think you're going to see other things get pushed back at some point. I think the Spider Man movie you should see keep that December thing for the you know what I mean just for the Christmas money. Yeah, I, I think that's likely to stay. You might get four in that period, but I think they'll push back the next one further. Yeah, so we got November 5th, and then a month and a half later, Spider-Man. Yeah. And then a month and a half later, Thor. <laughs> and then a month later, uh, yeah, about a month and a half later, Doctor Strange. I mean, I hope they keep that. That's That'll be awesome to have that many of them come out in one short time. I yeah. think that would be really cool. And then it would feel like a drought afterwards, but... God damn it, I hope we can go to the movies by then. <sighs> Me too. Um. All right, sorry. I, so I went on my whole tangent, and I feel like I haven't <laughs> given Andy a time to chime in here. So what? Do you, how do you feel about any of the, the multiverse type of stuff that might happen? Any of that seem like it resonates? Do you see any of that happening? Any theories you want to spit out there too? Uh, I don't really have any theories, but I feel like um, it pretty much has to be something to do with the multiverse. Yeah. Just based on the popularity of Into the Spider-Verse and the fact that, you know, um, they actually sort of mentioned the multiverse a little bit in, uh, what? The last Avengers movie. I think that was, that was basically the, the time travel-y stuff. Yeah. Was every time they time traveled, they went to another multiverse. So I think they already started laying the groundwork for that stuff. That's what I mean. Like that whole, that whole, picture of bruce or i guess it was hulk or whatever in the um i can't remember what the hell her name was ancient one what was her name the ancient one yeah uh sort of laid the groundwork for that so it'll make it easier for people to get when they actually do it yeah so i like brian's theory i think that's i think i'd like to see something like that i think that would be cool what if the ancient one Um, somebody into another part of the multiverse the ancient one can do whatever could. the fuck she wants to. I'm convinced yeah, of that. She, yeah, that's exactly true. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe I'll just throw it out for both of you. The the rumors that Mike was sort of talking about with Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire possibly somewhat creeping into Spider-Man 3. Think it'll happen or, or no? Do you expect to see more Spider-Men 
in Spider-Man 3. Yes. I feel like we wouldn't have heard them being rumored if they weren't trying to get them. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd blame internet for that. I feel like it's... You really gotta start backtracking to see, like, where did this start? Is it somebody in some forum saying, wouldn't it be cool if... And then a news site put the headlines up of Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in talks for the movie. Until I see something from someone's agent or, like, credible sources, I have no idea where the fuck these rumors are coming from. I'm gonna say okay. that it's not happening. I mean, you're not, like, wrong about what you're saying. Like, for me, I think it's a thing of, and this is just my guess, the whole thing of them signing them got leaked a little bit, and only, like, because one place actually reported it as them having signed. Wasn't the most reputable place, but it wasn't the least reputable place either. Was that the link that you put up on Twitter, Mike, that I questioned before? Yes. Okay. My guess is, it got leaked... But not enough that, you know, the major sites believed it. And then they tried to wrap that up as hush-hush because they wanted it as a surprise. So, the you know, it, it didn't end up in the major sources. Yeah. If I had to guess at this point, given the way that all went down, I would guess that was the case. I mean, don't get what me. What I hope doesn't. Go ahead. Sorry, Andy, go ahead. What I hope doesn't happen is one of the executives doesn't read this forum post where this rumor started where they hope that they're and then like hey yeah that would be cool quick quick give them a call and see if we can write them in yeah how much you how know, much like, money can I, we add like, to their paycheck yeah like i hope no one's like on reddit like uh, a sony executives on reddit going holy shit they blew my mind we should do this you know um i hope it's like a, a predetermined thing that they were like okay this is a good plan we like it let's reach out to them you know, I hope it wasn't like, like I said, it's the the like, Rise of Skywalker version of Spider-Man Three. Yeah, like oh, holy God. shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, like I would love to see those guys reprise their role as Peter Parker in with Tom Holland in some sort of Spider-Verse scenario in live action. That would blow my would fucking be, mind. I yeah, that'd be really cool if they did it right. I, I'd I'd love to see Tobey Maguire is like the Spider-Verse version of the Peter Parker that like. Is the yeah. fat Peter Parker that eats the pizza and it's yeah. like, ah, oh, this shit sucks at this point. <laughs> like, I'd love to um, see that. Yeah, I would. I again, yeah, I'd love to see stuff like that. But that being the case, I think you know, just me personally, I don't trust the source that Mike posted. But no, that's I, absolutely I, fair. They're not the most reputable. Yeah the 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 guy that runs that site used to be on Screen Junkies. Got fired from that job over some shit that he did there and oh, now really? i feel like he's just grabbing for attention again so he's making clickbaity headlines for anything they try to report and i don't trust anything if they are the sole source of where this originated i'm not buying it so unrelated to that because i, I think you you pretty much hit that nail on the head it's probably not true but it still could be that they're trying there could I, be yeah, rumors I that would, they're trying and somebody just ran with it to get attention but so what, what what goes on in your mind so what happens to so what happens to the MCU and all of this with the spider verse and the stuff that we're going into when they finally and eventually inevitably however you want to look at cast miles 
See, that's it's where coming. I don't know where the fine Eventually. print lies. Because is Peter Parker owned by Sony or is the Spider-Man character every iteration I, I of the Spider-Man, Spider-Man character? I think the Spider-Man universe is owned by Sony. That's okay. why they own the I'd... rights to Electro. That's why they own the rights to Harry Osborn and the Goblin and all that stuff. But too, again, a lot of that is, is Peter, Peter Parker's... Parker. It's Yeah, it's Peter Parker's rogue gallery. So I don't know... I don't know because I, no, I, I, like, I think seen... anything Spider-Man related. Okay, that's primarily Spider-Man related. So things like AIM that Spider-Man would occasionally have a fight with, they're not Spider-Man related because they're all they're more Avenger villains. But things like, you know, the Green Goblin, who also is an Avengers villain at times, is a Spider-Man twenty ninety nine. Well, here's here's another wrinkle is that at the time that Sony bought the rights to Spider-Man from Marvel, Miles was not created yet. Correct? They would have sold the rights to Sony in the 90s. I mean, that was 2004? Yeah, I was going to say, my guess would have been mid-2000s or Oh No, 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 that would be much later than that. That might be 2009. Yeah, it was the 20-teens, right? um, Hold on. I'll, I'll let you know. So, you know, it depends what the, the fine print of the legalese is. Is it Spider-Man and all future iterations of the character and whatever that is entitled to that universe? Or is it whatever was Spider-Man universe at the time in the 90s that they now own? Because that's a lot of why, you know, we're, we're seeing stuff from Sony's movies that are all classic characters. I don't, to my knowledge, that they're well, doing a lot of stuff that's recent. 2011. Didn't Sony, didn't okay. Sony make Into the Spider-Verse? True, but... The the rights that, to the Spider-Man character that, that the MCU is fighting over is specifically live-action versions of the character. Right. But I would think animated since versions, they made I the Spider-Verse version, that animated version, I think... I mean, my assumption would be that anything Spider-Man, the title Spider-Man, is with Sony. Wh- okay. Whether the alter ego be Miles Morales or Peter Parker... Spider-Man yeah. belongs to Sony. Okay. For movie form. Yeah, I thought they might be able to skit around it that you know Miles wasn't isn't Peter Parker and maybe the Miles can stay in the MCU and that's the trade-off is like Sony gets Peter Parker but Marvel gets maybe Miles. Maybe they make a new deal. And that's what happens. Or Could like, be. I maybe Miles Morales can show up but he can't be Spider-Man. Yeah. You know what I mean like it, I mean we get a we get a quick reference to Miles in Homecoming from uh why can't I think of his name? Ned? No, um, Donald Glover. Oh, um, he's oh. supposed to well, be the yeah, Prowler he, character. Yeah, he the mentions Prowler. his nephew. Right. That's that's Miles. Which to me says Sony then owns it. Because that's a Sony movie. That's not like that. It's a Sony movie. Well, again, this is the. the I guess so this the is Prowler the fine print. Is that it's it's the MCU. It's in the MCU. So I don't know where where they draw that line anymore. It's a good point. Because Miles still, would Donald now Glover exist in the MCU the because they've Prowler. sort of. I'm just thinking about that, like him is actually like playing the Prowler as opposed to just a, you know, I mean, an Easter egg mention. Right. Sorry. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, it's a tangent. It's a tangent. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, we could go on for this because I we really don't know how it's going to go. I'd like to see some version of Spider-Man stay in the MCU, but I'm with you. I think that Sony owns Spider-Man. Wherever Spider-Man goes, every property for Spider-Man is going to Sony. Right. So, in however many appearances, I think we're going to lose it all. So, I'm hoping that we get some good shit from the MCU in in the 
you know, possible finite future that we lose it. I'm, I'm still crossing my fingers. Like Mike said, that they work something out that this can continue because I want to see, and granted, maybe we'll never get it now because Venom exists, but to see like the black suit and all that stuff play out in a Spider-Man story somewhere in the MCU and some get some sort of Venom storyline in the MCU. I think that'd be really fucking cool to see done well. Um, but again, because Venom exists, I don't know if we'll ever get that proper. I, I still I don't know want what Craven's they do from Last there. Hunt. It's like yes, my most desired cool story, Craven's Last Hunt, would be right at the top. Because we've seen a Venom story and it wasn't done well. We've seen Venom. We've seen, like, to me, that's the thing they haven't touched that's there. Yeah. It's this awesome, really well-told story that they could go into. Yeah, and I think it's not just that it was done. Like, I, to my, I, do, I want to see it done well. Like... Having the MCU, Kevin Feige and them in charge of making a story like that, I think is what I want to see. Right. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I don't want Sony to make the last, Craven's Last Hunt story. Yeah. I want that to be while Marvel is working with them. Yeah. I want that to be done the right way. Yeah. So we'll have to. Yeah. This, it's still, again, every time we talk about this, it's wait and see. Let's, we're going to have to wait and see where this goes because we honestly have no idea. So. Right. Again, we're we're back to wait and see. We're they're shooting Spider Man three. We'll see how soon before we get a trailer or some other details for that movie. But as of right now, we think Jamie Foxx is in it. May or may not see other Spider Men. That's all we got. The rest is we've forty minutes of this is just speculation, which is probably what we're gonna do for the next year and a half, probably. Thomas Hayden Church <laughs> is signing on next. Oh Jesus! <laughs> just they're just gonna remake Spider Man three or no no because that that would be the other. From the other, from Toby's Topher universe, Grace. yeah. <laughs> oh God, Topher Grace and Thomas Hayden no, Church signed on as well as Jamie Foxx. Please, please. No. <laughs> now we're down the rabbit hole. <laughs> All right, so we have tied up uh, Spider-Man stuff. We will move on to our last topic. We're, you know, sort of talking, topic, talking, talking off air. Uh, how we were trying to do this a little bit shortly, and uh, we're an hour and a half in for two topics out of our three. So hopefully, hopefully we can tie this one off fairly quickly, but we'll see where we go. So, at the time of this recording, we are on the verge of the next generation of gaming consoles. So you may be listening to this while you are setting up your brand new PS5 or Xbox Series X. In which case, congratulations on making it through the pre-order process. That was a bitch for everyone else involved that tried to get one. Um. Mike, I know you you had your own issues, but for listeners, which console did you end up with being able to pre-order? Oh, you're asking me. I thought you were asking yes. listeners to like comment it or something. No, for for them. Um, I got I supposedly still technically have a 3070 on pre-order for PC and I've got a Series X pre-ordered. And just like everybody else, I tried to get a PlayStation 5 and failed. Okay. So, I tried for all three of the next-gen things that have been Two out of three ain't bad. And, well, we discussed, I think, before the show, the 3070 looks like it may be canceled at this point. So it looks like right now the only thing for sure is the Series X. (laughs) Um, Is the 3070 canceled because the 3080s were so fucking bad? No, 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 no. no, no. It's canceled because Best Buy sold it to me and evidently is not sure whether or not they're going to have stock to actually give it to me. I got so you. I have an order placed, and I have my five hundred dollars. But whether I actually get the thing or not, I don't know. <laughs> so I may have just given like a three week loan to uh, Best Buy. Yeah. Um. 
Ask for some interest. That's what happened with PlayStation <laughs> Five, actually, too. I got an order placed with Walmart, and uh, they they wound up canceling the order and refunding the money. So I actually like for all three, I've had an order placed, and it looks like the only I'm only guaranteed to get one of them. Amazon yeah, we were, has not sent me anything yet, trying to cancel my order. So we we were talking before this before we started recording too, because today PlayStation tweeted that. For release date, November 12th, no physical consoles will be in stores. Everything you have to order to try to get one on release date has to be online. Yeah. Oh, wow. Scalpers are going to fucking enjoy the shit out of that. Yeah, so every fucking nightmare that happened for the actual pre-orders before is going to happen just again for for on release day. The actual orders. I'm I'm honestly (laughs) considering setting up a bot and buying like three or four of them just so I can pay off my next-gen costs. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, listeners. Don't put your pit forks and torches away. I'm not serious. I wouldn't do that. I believe in just. I mean, by the time this goes up, yourself. by the time this goes up, we'll know if you were if you were successful or not. <laughs> I, honestly, I won't even be trying for that. I'm not messing around with that stuff again. It was too much of a pain in the ass with every other time. I'll get a PS5 in January, February, March, something like that. When you can just go into the store and they're they're available yeah <laughs> yeah we were again we were talking before i i had not tried to pre-order either of these consoles i my plan i actually have a vacation to spend so i was i was taking off november 12th anyway but i was like oh, i'll just go to the store that morning and walk in there and see if there's any available and now i'm like well my chances have now gone from slim to fuck you so <laughs> i might still try to get one online but my confidence level so, has dropped significantly did you try to get an xbox no why I, between the two, because some of the games I feel like are pushing for, like PlayStation still wants to draw the line in the sand. So if you want next gen stuff, you buy the next console because some games are just not going to be supported or backwards compatible for, for what you already own. Xbox is giving me that leeway where if I want to play stuff that's coming out over the next couple months, I still have the hardware to do it. So I don't want to call you out or anything, but weren't you just talking about not liking that kind of practice from Sony when you were talking about like... I also said, I fucking hate that it works <laughs> because they get me every fucking time with it. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, for me, like I'm in a spot with that where I'm like, I just, this whole time I've been like, I want to play cyberpunk on whatever is going to play it the best for me. And at first I was like, I'm going to get a 3080 and that's going to do it. And then that didn't happen. I tried for a PS5, and that didn't happen. Then the Xbox happened, and I was like, cool, I've got that pre-ordered. And I tried to get a 370, which I might, I still might get the 3070. But I, I honestly, it's like, that's the game I'm like aiming at Yeah. in terms of next gen that I'm looking forward to the most that I want to be able to play at the best possible settings and the best like look and the best everything I want to experience that game fully with everything it has to offer. Speaking of which, did you hear that they're getting death threats? Oh, because they delayed it <laughs> again. They've yeah, delayed. the internet yeah. fucking sucks. That, that's 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 crazy. To People me. Yeah. are assholes. Like they're I making. I feel a like if I were, game. they're not like for your entertainment. Don't yeah, bitch at yeah. them because they're trying to satisfy you. I feel like if I were making an awesome game like that, I would try to keep it hush hush until the, like it was very complete, and then I would be like, oh yeah, by the way, Keanu is in this. <laughs> And then start like my marketing campaign, yeah. you know, because I know that like we've already done the crush. I think the hype for that or, game, you know, is just so in, like it's this just 
I don't know, to avoid this kind of shit. Well, it, what I was going to say, like, I think the reason they're doing it is because, like, if you look at what Cyberpunk has done, they, they would avoid that kind of shit, but the sales they're going to see from the hype they've created over the last seven and a half years, um, it, it, it's at a fever pitch. People want this damn game. It looks amazing. It looks like everything you've wanted out of that type of, like, shooter RPG that Fallout hasn't delivered in years. You know, like, it's it's there, and you, and you want that to deliver it, and you're hoping it does, and they have this opportunity, I guess, to change gaming a bit with what they do. At least that's what people are hoping, I think, is that this yeah. is like that next game changer for how games are made. And they've created that hype for it. And coming off The Witcher 3, CD Projekt Red has quite a reputation to live up to. Because, I mean, that that's widely regarded as one of the best games ever made. And rightly so, that game's amazing. Um, if you guys haven't played it, I highly recommend it. It's... Yeah, that's one I think I I had seen on Game Pass and stuff, but I just I haven't dove in because I know that's a that's a it's a time save. large amount of time. Um, um, Andy, are, are you looking to upgrade at all? Did, did we talk about that before? Um, I have such a backlog still for PS3 and PS4 and Xbox One and Nintendo Switch that no, <laughs> okay, probably not anytime soon. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. I do eventually like. You know, I always try to get, like, the new next-gen consoles just much later than everyone else does. Okay. Fair. Um, so I do like video games. You know, I like playing them and whatnot, but usually I, I don't go with, like, the whole, oh, my God, I need a Black Friday yeah. sort of feel. So. Yeah. Sure. Um. All right, so spinning, spinning to some of the stuff that's happening yeah. for next-gen... Uh, so if you, I guess if you haven't made the switch or debating which console to upgrade to, we'll see if this next information will help make the decision maybe a little bit easier. But uh, we've talked about it before. Xbox's strategy seems to be less focused on console sales and much more on their Game Pass and subscription-based model. So they are doubling down on what you can get from Game Pass. So the the plan is to cover really one specific thing, but it's also worth mentioning a couple other things that have recently come to Game Pass. So I'm going to try to bullet point a couple things here. So. Uh, one new addition that happened recently was Game Pass. Uh, uh, Microsoft announced that G Game Pass Ultimate members uh, that have an Android device will now have access to the xCloud service, which gives players the ability to stream Game Pass games to an Android phone or tablet with connecting an Xbox controller to their phone or tablet via Bluetooth. Currently, there is no word if and when the xCloud service will be available for iOS users, so Apple people, you, you are out of luck. I thought they um, said they, they well, were, it was coming. They just they, yeah, way. they keep saying we're working on it. It's the whole like Fortnite App Store fiasco. Yeah. They can't they 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 violate Apple's terms of service, allowing an Xbox app to access Xbox servers without going through the App Store or something like that. Oh, uh, okay. So, so they're working so, on getting there, but it might never happen. So there's been rumors of like getting some sort of like Fire Stick to be able to put in your television or something to be able to access xcloud that way uh there's talk of like trying to access xcloud through like a, a browser on your phone 
and not using an app that you have to get through the app store. Um, the workaround sort of uh, that the app has done for iOS is that the Xbox app gives a remote play feature. So the workaround through the app store is that instead of using the app on your phone to access Microsoft servers and, and stream a game, you are using the app on your phone to access your own console. So basically all it does is turn your console on on your phone. And when you remote play, you see your Xbox dashboard. You can select games from your console to play it on your phone. Um, I've tried using that. It is not great. It still needs work. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine that would be so, easy. So my question for you, you, you've tried. Yes. So like, I have an Android TV. So presumably there's an app that works with Android because it's on Android. And it's, it's the Google Play Store that's on my TV. Okay. So I could presumably download this app from the Google Play Store. I haven't tried this yet. I need it's to. The, it's the Xbox Game Pass app right. for Android So I download users. How do I connect a controller to that, to my TV? I, don't, I honestly don't think it works on TV. You can try it. I don't think it works that way yet. So I think that's why they talked about a Fire Stick type of thing. You it have, ha- have, yeah, like it has to be a mobile device of some kind, tablet or Turning or your phone, phone into a Switch. Yes. Okay. Yeah, there are accessories well, for does, that that snap controllers on the sides of phones to make it look like a switch. Does your TV have a USB port? You might be able to just get a controller in it that way. I need a long USB cable, but I don't know whether or not that would communicate with the app or not. Yeah, see, I don't know how that works. I don't know if that's in the fine I print. I, I've only ever seen it mention tablets and phones, so I don't know if TVs and apps through televisions are there yet. I'm not saying it won't ever be. That might be something they're working on for the future. Because, again, Xbox wants you to sign up for their service. They don't give a shit if you have a console or not. However you can access their games, that's what they want. Right. So, for anyone that has an Android device, feel free to try it. Um, friend of mine, Leslie, who I play games with and stuff, she has an Android device. So I've tried it on her phone, just, like, booting it up to see how it loads quickly. Games can get in there and up and running very fast. Uh, just using a controller to kind of poke around in there, the response time is, like, on point. So so with that, are you using like the, does she have on like the snap on things for her phone, or do you are you using no. an Xbox controller? An older Xbox controller that connects Bluetooth to her phone. Okay, so Bluetooth to the phone. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was wondering is if you could just use a standard controller. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, it works that that well, that good, and it's the same idea with the remote play for iOS devices, except for whatever reason the connection sucks. Like I can I can get a game up. Um, I have to basically be standing right next to my router to get a decent enough signal so that it doesn't like get that screen tear looking thing. Uh, you got to move next to the better McDonald's. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, you got to move to the big one, the, like the one that's like at the Turnpike exit. You gotta get over by that one, and um, they, they got the use good their Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Yeah, they got the good yeah. stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know if it's just the connection, but. Uh, yeah, the remote play does not work as well as the xCloud service. So if you if you have a Android device, I highly recommend trying the xCloud stuff just to see how it works. Uh, it could be good and bad because if it works really well, you might find yourself playing games a lot of places where you shouldn't or uh, never could before, and then you will never get anything done. Um, but it is worth trying. So that's another addition to Game Pass. Well, you'll be getting some things done. True, your back catalog of video games, which everyone should exactly play yes. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna get a job as a night security guard at some place that has no threat whatsoever, just so I can get paid to play play video games. 
My question um, is, so something... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but... No, go ahead. I was thinking about, like, the, the controllers, the actual things, like, the people that have them where you snap on the side of the Android device. Yeah. Has there been any reports of, like, problems with those yet? Because, like, that's one of the things that Switch ran into, is serious controller drift with Joy-Cons. Because people tend to fidget and twist around and mess with, like, you know, screw around a bit with their hands. You know, people play video games, they, you know, they get fidgety. And that twisting and, like, messing around can screw up, like, the connections that the controller has to what you're using it with. And I wonder if they're addressing that or not. I don't, I don't know because like, the, the accessories were. Me. I mean, I haven't seen anything yet, but I haven't dug too much into it because, again, I can't use the XCloud stuff, so I haven't really been researching as much as I would if I could use it. Okay. Um, plus, I've, I guess, really, I've had no desire to to buy the attachable things to make it look like a Switch because, again, I have controllers that work. I actually bought like a fifteen dollar clip that just clips on the controller, holds my phone above it. Oh, okay. So that if I wanted sense. to use the remote play, that's what I would use. That's what I was wondering, actually, because like I was thinking of trying to use a controller while like sitting the phone in your lap or something and not knowing, but they have a clip that'll attach it to the controller. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it works very, the clip works fine. It's just the, the this remote play service itself is a little rough. Okay. And they might be able to iron it out in the meantime, but for starting out, it wasn't, it wasn't the greatest. It, it's nowhere near what xCloud is, which sucks fair. for Apple users. Fair, fair, fair. Um... Another thing they've added to the service, uh, Xbox announced that they will get the addition of EA Play to Game Pass. So EA Play is EA's subscription service that Game Pass members will get for free with their Game Pass membership. They're saying it's available November 10th for consoles, sometime in December for PC. Uh, EA Play as a service has different tiers. There's EA Play, which gives you early access to select new releases for 10 hours, and then it cuts you off. And you get access to the playlist, which seems to be a curated list of games, most likely older games, within like after a year of release or something like that. EA Play Pro gives you early access to deluxe editions of new games, exclusive rewards and content, and unlimited access to the Pro playlist, which seems to be a curated list of games that in, does include some of the newer games that, along with the older games from the previous list. Uh, so this deal might not seem as good as it sounds, since the games you'll have access to will most likely be from EA's back catalog and not new releases. Uh, but is this, it's still another library of games that is then included with Game Pass for you. I was going to um, say it's a free edition. It's not like they're charging yeah. you more to have EA you know, play on there. It's just like, hey, we right. got EA play added to your Game Pass subscription, so good on yeah, us. Yeah, no additional cost. It's just in there. Uh, so the one big addition that there's the whole reason for this sort of discussion and article here uh, that ended up being a very huge deal is that Microsoft paid $7.5 billion to buy ZeniMax Media. (laughs) And if you have no idea what ZeniMax is for, they are the parent company of coveted gaming studio Bethesda. Yep. So this is the the developer behind Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Wolfenstein, Doom, Dishonored, The Evil Within, Prey, Rage, Quake, and their upcoming game, which we know nothing about, Starfield. Starfield, yep. I'm excited about that. All of those franchises will be available on Game Pass. And in a few years, 
since they've already licensed some of the upcoming games to third, you know, they're third party. So they licensed them to PlayStation and PC and all the other consoles and stuff coming out over the next couple of years. But in a few years, all of those franchises will be exclusive to Xbox. So this acquisition, when it happened, I feel like sent shockwaves through the gaming world when it was announced. This caught everybody off guard. They had no idea this was coming. Um, and it seemed like a, it pissed off a lot of PlayStation fanboys because they are usually pretty good. With, they get all the better, quote-unquote, better exclusive stuff. So the fact that something really coveted that people like and want to play is now exclusive to Xbox, it seems like some of those guys, the PlayStation fanboys, got all pissed off. But for gamers, this is cool. Like, if you, you pay one subscription price for Game Pass, and if you get the Game Pass Ultimate, which is it pays for your subscription to Xbox Live to be able to play games online, and you get access to the Game Pass library, it's 15 bucks a month. And everything I've just talked about is all included in that. And don't forget about your Xbox Live Gold subscription. Right, the, yeah, the that's Xbox, yeah, that's too. what I meant to play online, yeah. Um... So yeah, there's a the deal is hard to pass up. Because well, especially if you're if you're looking to come into gaming and just especially for next gen. If you if you just want to jump in at next gen, have a console and have a library of games, this is your best entry to do that. Um but anyway, just that that's my little bit personal thoughts that just to give you some bullet points of what's there if you're looking to upgrade or or something to venture into next gen consoles or you know, want to expand your Xbox library, this is still, in my opinion, the best way to do it. Um, so to you guys, uh, Andy, we'll start with you. Thoughts on Bethesda and just Game Pass in general? Um, Game Pass, actually, I've found a couple of games that I've really liked on Game Pass, and one of them actually left Game Pass, and I was kind of pissed off about uh, it. Yeah, I guess that's a downside, now, like, too. Can't, can't can't play it now, and I'm like, what was that? And then I looked at how much it, Graveyard Keeper. Oh, oh, I remember you talking about that. Yeah, that was on. Yeah. That was oh, on yeah, one of what's up of you with you guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I tried to play it the one time, and it's like, this is the longer on Game Pass. You have to play. It. You have to pay like bluffy blah amount of money. And I'm like, fuck that noise. And I went out to a different game. But um, <laughs> how, how much is blobbity blah? <laughs> blobbity blah. blah uh, I don't. It was probably like twenty bucks. Or something. <laughs> I don't remember. Twelve bucks. I don't remember exactly. How Seventeen much it was, and a half cents. If it was that, I'd have paid it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, and I actually uh have a PS Now account as well, and I think Game Pass Game Pass is way better than the PS Now. PS Now just uh, gives you—is it a, like a same type of idea? Just games that are curated from PlayStation that you can play with a subscription or something, or what? Yes. Okay. Yep, exactly. That's exactly I, I th- it. But their their selections worse and. I feel like um, some of the games are, uh, you don't download them. You sort of just like stream them. You stream the games. Okay. Yeah. You know, and I don't think Game Pass does that. I don't think you stream any of the games from Game Pass. I don't think. Well, what I was going to say is PS Now, I think when PS5 comes out, they're adding like their PS4 library of exclusives to PS Now. So things like Bloodborne, The Last of Us, Uncharted all that stuff's going to end up on PS now once the PS5 launches. Well, there, I, I know PlayStation was doing something that's a, the, it's something with PlayStation plus. Like if you were playing, paying for the PlayStation plus plus membership, and I forget what name they gave it to the list, but it was some sort of like best of list 
And I think mm-hmm. those games are in your in the list, Mike, that when you get a PS5 and if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber, you can download and play this these 15 games. Like well, what's the difference between now like, and plus? Yeah, like a PlayStation. Plus is the the paid like Xbox Live Gold. That's the the paid subscription for PlayStation right. to play yeah. online PS games. Plus is Xbox Live so Gold. PS yeah. is... uh, Now is Game Pass. Okay. Gotcha. But to Andy's point, PlayStation Now I think streams games like XCloud does. Game Pass will allow you at least on the console stuff. Like Game Pass allows you to download the games to your console and not stream them. Um, but the mobile devices, like we talked about, mobile devices, you will stream from xCloud to Android devices. You're not downloading games to your phone. You are streaming them from Microsoft to your phone. Um, but yeah, I've, I've heard, I've heard hit or miss things with PlayStation now. One, like Andy was saying, the, the library isn't there. And two, just how well the service works, I've heard, has been hit or miss too. Yeah. When I joined PS Now, uh, I could have played the Spider-Man game. Okay. With PS Now, and I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." I've been wanting to try this. Everyone's been telling me you're an idiot if you've not tried this. <laughs> um, and the, the last time I went on, it had already left, and I'm like, oh, "Son of a bitch!" Yeah. <laughs> well, that that was something I wanted so, to mention with like, um, Xbox Live Gold is that every month you get three free games to own forever. That's PS Plus is the same way. You do PS Plus. Think, you don't I think own them. Like they're they are you can play them as long as you are subscribed to PS Plus. The minute your PS Plus subscription expires, you cannot access those games anymore unless you buy them. I thought that's how Xbox worked as well. I thought at least originally, maybe they unless they changed it, but Xbox was the free games with gold as long as you are a gold subscriber, you you technically buy them. They are yours. Yeah. You download them and if your live subscription expires, you can still play those games. They are yours. You you own them through I was, I like was, you get an actual license for the game. I was under the impression that if you're if you let your Xbox Live Gold subscription lapse, you are no longer able to play those games. Yeah, I think that was the difference between the two like companies' deals. Again, I don't know if that's still the same now. If Xbox somehow yeah. changed that over the last two or three years, like somewhere the fine print changed, but originally when it started, they were yours to own. I'm prepaid for two years. I can't test this out. Yeah. Uh, that that's gonna take a Google, I think, because I also did that weird prepaid. Yeah, I did it too. Upgrade for an ultimate for a dollar for a dollar thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that just circled um, between us because we all just kind of like. I think Brian let me know, like, hey, you can just pay for gold and upgrade yeah, for a dollar once you Brian pay was, for gold. It was like, yeah. yeah, oh, well, let me get three years of gold and pay a dollar <laughs> to upgrade to Game Pass right. for that whole time, and then Game Pass yeah. Ultimate just like automatically was an upgrade on top of that. Yeah. Right. Oh, well. Yeah. It's it's a it, if you're gonna do it anyways, you, like fucking do it because it's a great deal. Um, as far as Bethesda goes, there are a bunch of games from Bethesda that I really enjoy. Um, I enjoyed Fallout Four. Um, I was excited about the Fallout Online game. Seventy six. Yeah. Like that, until I found out that it was all online, and then I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna play that. Um, <laughs> I was a big fan of uh, Elder Scrolls Online. I was really addicted to that for two years. <laughs> I, say, I remember a long time logging on, and it's the only game I would see your name pop up playing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we uh, tried to get you to play other stuff with us. You would not. You refused. <laughs> no, it was no, Elder Scrolls was Online pretty, or nothing. I was, I was pretty much like, yeah, so for life, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, 
and uh you know skyrim was awesome oblivion was awesome pretty much any of the elder scrolls are awesome i'm really looking forward to starfield and i'm i'm really looking forward to uh elder scrolls 6 so i mean xbox buying bethesda to me um solidifies me eventually getting an xbox series x yeah okay which I was sort of on the fence about. Yeah. You know? Um, but hearing that news, I'm like, huh. Yeah. I want to play those games. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, now, with their whole subscription service, I'm sort of curious if I might not have to buy that console now. If I maybe get myself a PC or something like that, I wouldn't necessarily have to buy right an Xbox console, you know, if I get myself like a badass gaming computer. Yes. Well, the only, I think the catch is that not all the games offered on Game Pass for console are offered on Game Pass for PC. Well, the what lists I can tell are you, different. You're killing my dream. <laughs> what I can tell you is that the plan <laughs> is eventually that they all will be. Right. Game Pass yeah. PC came out of beta the... like six weeks ago. Like it's it's just out of beta. And they're constantly updating the number of games on it. And eventually things are right now are taking longer to get to PC Game Pass because of like strictures that they have with like Steam or Epic or you know oh, right, right, all right. those things yeah. like so like Destiny 2. Uh, Beyond Light's coming out next week, right? But it's on Steam, and it has, you know, their contract or whatever there. But then it's coming to Game Pass, and it's got to be, like, available on two different platforms. And it's it's a whole legal issue that eventually they're going to circumvent and just have their platform for Game Pass. But getting there to that point, I think, is going to take a while. So by the time Elder Six Elder Scrolls Six comes out, maybe <laughs> I, we don't I, have a date on that yet. That, right. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that the uh, I I don't know what I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't know what Xbox if Xbox is just gonna be like yeah we own you but go ahead and just keep doing what you do, or if they're gonna sort of like try to get their claws into them at all. You know what I mean? Right. If I if I have any not that I, I was gonna say if I have any insight into the into the process, which I don't. This is just complete on the outside looking in. Uh Phil Spencer, the guy that's head of Xbox, anything that I've seen him talk about, I feel like he's he's pretty honest and open about what he's going for, which is how do I make this good for gamers? And if Bethesda knows what they're doing, I don't think they have any reason to go into Bethesda and be like, "This is how you should make games now." Like they're well, so I think I think you know, studios have their strong points and studios have their weak points. And I would say that some of the glaring weak points for Bethesda is that they're generally sort of buggy. Yeah, I was gonna say, shipping a title that works on day one. <laughs> yeah, they 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 have like game freezing bugs like very late into games sometimes where you're like 60 hours into a game and your game will crash and you cannot load i mean into it 
it, on what Andy's saying. And like, that, that has got to be frustrating, you know? And if Xbox can sort of help with that, I think that would be just like a marriage. Yeah. That's very fantastic for gamers. You know what I mean? Like if they can get their R&D or their, their um, what, quality assurance, or I'm not sure, like playtesting, I don't know what Both. division that is, but um, if they get that, maybe give them some more capital for that or just more staff or whatever, uh, I think that would be excellent. You know, try to ramp up their strength. Like, obviously, that it's um, you would want to sort of fix anything that ails them because they're yours now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to give them the benefit of the doubt. I think that's exactly what will happen. I think whether it's just more development time that they need to finish games or help to polish certain things, I think, yeah, I think Microsoft could definitely help in that respect. And I think they will. Well, I mean, and what you have coming together as well again within under the same cloud again is Obsidian and Bethesda. And I think one of the least buggy games they ever put out was New Vegas. Like, just in terms, like, Obsidian working with Bethesda managed to put out, uh, you know, I mean, a really quality experience that perhaps, I mean, it, it, you know, I mean, you go back and play it today, which I actually did recently, and you still have the same old Bethesda issues where, like, you can lose a save <laughs> if, if, like, certain things happen. You know, yeah. if you don't remember to save, you're losing a Bethesda game along the way on the older stuff. The newer stuff, they've kind of sorted that out with auto-saving and whatnot. Um, but I think that's a, definitely a good thing, is having them... Starting to have more of these developers under the same umbrella to work together. Whereas before, Obsidian couldn't go and work with them, or... um, What's the other one they picked up? Was it Vicarious Visions? That Xbox I don't know if Vicar- is Vicarious Vision still around? I feel like they close. I can't remember. They picked they picked up another one. It was was it Raven? Is that the other one that was working with Obsidian? Shit, I don't remember. Microsoft's buy- been buying so many studios in the last couple of years. I can't keep track anymore. Well, whatever. You have all these studios now under the same umbrella that can work together on this stuff to put out games if they want to. And I think that will lend to better quality for all of them because they can work together. They can say like, Hey, Obsidian, why don't you test this out for us? As opposed to saying like, you know, we're used to play testing our own stuff and it still goes out buggy. We can send it over to this one. Who's much better at play testing stuff and getting it out without bugs. Yeah. Is Obsidian an Xbox? Yep. Yeah. Company they now? released uh, oh, outer worlds. Okay. Uh, that was yeah. No, I remember Outer Worlds, but I don't, I don't. That was uh, for some reason the uh, the fact that Xbox owned them sort of went over my head. Yep. Yeah, that was actually yeah. That was uh, one of the E threes. I think they announced that. Yep. Probably two, at this point, probably two years ago, at least. I think that they honestly, bought like Obsidian. Outer Worlds was probably the first game I played on Game Pass after I paid for that like three years. That I paid like as a brand new release on Game Pass. Yeah. And it was one of the ones that I was like, yep, it's worth it. It's doing it now because I would buy that game 100%. You know what I mean? Like, I was into that game from the time I read the article about it when it first came around. I was like, this is on Game Pass. They're Obsidian. Awesome. 
And that's the thing with Game Pass 2 is a lot of their first party stuff, which at this point includes Obsidian and uh, Bethesda, all owned by Microsoft. That's under Microsoft's roof. Uh, all that stuff hits day and date release to Game Pass. So the day it comes out, if you're a Game Pass subscriber, that is there for you to play day one. Yeah, and, and no waiting in lines yeah. at GameStop or trying to get GameStop people to have you pre-order every fucking game under the sun that's available for pre-order. No one has any good memories from GameStop. Let's just fuck, <laughs> fuck GameStop. So so to give you a list real quick. Um, of pre-order games? Please don't. No, no, no. no. Uh, of the studios <laughs> that are now all under there. You've got 343, which makes Halo. Halo. Right, You've got right. the Coalition, um, which they do Gears of War Gears. and Flight Simulator. Actually, they're part of that. Um, Compulsion Games, which does We Happy Few, if you know that game. Um, Double Fine Heard Productions, it, uh, which is Psychonauts, Brutal Legend, um, Full Throttle. You've got The Initiative, which was, uh, it's led by one of the premier, like one of the people who led Crystal Dynamics originally. Um, in Exile, which is looks like it's a fairly new group, but they did the Bard's Tale Four or whatever it was that released recently. Okay. Um, Mojang, of course, that's my Minecraft. Um, then you've got Ninja Theory, which is Hellblade and Devil May Cry. Uh, that stuff. N Ninja Gaiden. Yep. Did they, did they do Ninja Gaiden? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Obsidian, which Outer Worlds, South Park stuff, Fallout New Vegas, Playground Games, which is the Forza and Fable studio. Uh, Rare, which is, it's rare. I'm not going to list all the games. It's, it's fucking rare. They've been around forever. Um, Turn 10, which is also in on Forza. Undead Labs, which is State of Decay. And then you've got World's Edge, which is Age of Empires. Is that what they're known for? It's a, it's a PC game, isn't it? Yes, but they're picking up PC studios too for PC Game Pass. <laughs> so oh, I guess that makes sense. And then of course you got Xbox Game Studios is the last one. That's all the main ones that they own, and there's a bunch of like smaller little bitty ones that I'm not gonna list through that they've purchased as well. But those are the big ones that they own currently. They can all work together to make something better at this point. And, you know, I know it seems like we're, we're hyping Xbox really hard here, um, but really we're just trying to present information to anyone in the market looking for next-gen consoles. We are not trying to shit on PlayStation for what they're doing. Um, I don't think we've said... They haven't really announced too much new stuff, I feel like, that they are, as far as studios that they have or not anything studios, like that. Not studios, no. The games, PlayStation is killing it in terms of games that they have coming with PlayStation 5 versus games that are coming with Series X. Yeah. Um, I was I was absolutely shocked when Brian said that he was more prone to getting a PS5 than he was an well, Xbox. You know, it's like Brian is very much a hardcore Xbox. Fan I mean, I, I will, has been. Yeah, I will definitely play more on Xbox, and I have more friends that I play with on Xbox. Um, but at the same time, like Mike said, the the exclusive you can get from PlayStation, where they draw that line in the sand. If you want to play this game, you have to get a PlayStation Five. That's enough to get me to get the PlayStation. I hate that that tactic works. I much more like the consumer-friendly approach that Microsoft is taking here. 
But at the same time, as a consumer, I also don't feel the need to hurry up, rush out, and buy an Xbox Series X. I still will get one, most right. likely, hopefully, early next year, sort of like Mike was talking, February, March time. When the market I will cools. start looking. When, when, yeah. when it's just, you can go to the store and say, give me one. Right. I will start looking for a Series X at that point. But if I'm looking for something up front, day one, I will get a PlayStation 5 to be able to have access to some of that stuff. Specifically, again, they're going to get me with goddamn Spider-Man. Yeah. I, I want my Miles Morales on PlayStation 5. I will play that game. And they got me with the fact Demon's that they're Souls. remastering. Like that. Yeah, they got him you, with Spider-Man, yeah. me with Demon Souls. But I again, neither one of us can get one of the damn things. Yeah. And the fact that they are remastering the Spider-Man game that I love so much on PS4 for PlayStation 5. Yeah, I'm going to get that game too, Spider-Man and I will play that game that? again because it's fucking amazing. Did you see the change <laughs> to the Spider-Man they put in that? I did. That's horrible. Which, it's fine. I'll, you know, whatever. But, we'll get, we'll get but, used but to I it, I'm sure. The point is, is that anything that's coming out for Xbox in the near future, Brian can continue to play on Xbox One. Yes. With a PlayStation, with Demon Souls, with Miles Morales, with all these games that are coming for PlayStation, you can't if you don't have the PlayStation 5. Whereas well, Xbox Miles One, on, you can keep playing it, the Series X games. They are Just making Miles quality. Morales available for PS4. Oh, they are? Yes. Oh, well, I'll buy it on PS4 then. Wish they do yeah, the same they, for Demon's Souls. I wouldn't have to worry about this shit so much. Get it? It when seems I get like there's it. there's there's less of a divide with Xbox. Like they are they are pushing to make you every, like everything in this console family will will go to the next generation, and anything going next generation can still be played on this console family you currently have. PlayStation still there's a little bit of separation there. There's there's less games I feel like that you can play on both PlayStation Four and PlayStation Five, but there are some available to do that. Well, that's what I was going to say, too. Isn't, like, the di- one of the differences, too, that Xbox is offering, like, complete cross-generation gameplay? So that if you're playing yeah, on Xbox so. One yeah. and I'm playing on Xbox Series X, we can still just hop into Destiny together and keep playing. Yeah. Whereas I'm not sure that's true on PS4 to PS5. It seems like it's a game-by-game basis. Some game saves will not transfer. Right. From PS4 to PS5. So you have to start over for if you get the game for PS5. So it, it's, it's fucking weird. But... I don't know. Yeah, I was actually... So I was looking at Miles Morales, because that's the game that I'm... If I get a PS5, that's the one I'm getting. I knew that if you bought the PS4 version, and then if you get the PS5, you can get the game for free on PS5. In the fine print, it also says, if you buy the PS5 version, it says something about having access to the PS4 version for free. So it seems like it goes both ways. But isn't it $10 more to buy PS5? Aren't they seventy dollars games see, with PS Five? I guess I'd have to look at the price again. Maybe. PS4? Po- uh, possibly. I thought they were the same price, but I I didn't look that hard into it yet. I guess. I was say, so far everything I've seen next gen games are listing seventy dollars as a price, but I've only seen. I I need to look further into it. I think CD Projekt Red said no. Cyberpunk's going to be sixty everywhere, but the NBA yeah. game and Call of Duty and Miles Morales. Miles Morales was cheaper actually. Because it's not a full that I know that was a fifty dollar game, right? Yeah, at least for PS Five, I thought it was a fifty dollar game for PS Four, also. Yeah, like it's it's cheaper than the other launch games because it's not technically a full new game. Like it's using right. the old stuff a lot. A lot, a lot of old assets are using it. Um, but like Demon Souls, all that was all seventy dollar games. So like the older versions, I don't know. Like it's weird. It, like, I don't know if next gen is going to be standard $70 pricing or not at this point. Like, it's weird. I'd expect it to oh, get God. there. Oh, God. 
I couldn't even imagine spending like seventy bucks on like a new sports game. Ugh. Well, how often do you pay sixty dollars for a game right now? Like, I'm I'm one of those people that unless I absolutely want it day one, I'm not paying sixty bucks. I'm waiting until it drops in price. Right, or when it it's all I like think... DLC inclusive right. in it. Like, yeah, get a complete edition of the game somewhere. Yeah, the, the last game I paid sixty dollars for was Baldur's Gate three, which is in early access. <laughs> Um, but I was so excited to get into Baldur's Gate 3, I was like, I, I even early access, I'm just gonna pay it and you hop in. Um, before that, um, shoot, I don't even know. Like, that I paid a full 60 for? Probably Doom. Doom Eternal. Like, that, that was probably the last one I played the full 64 at launch. Yeah. Um. Yeah, at the top of my head, I can't. I can't remember what game I bought last that was actually full price. Well, so so many like of the that. games I've played recently are like on Game Pass or right. You know. Well, no, I guess I did. I did pay the full price for Modern Warfare. That would be the last one. Okay. Because that was after Doom for sure. I didn't really get into that until spring. Okay. Yeah, I, I ended up caught, catching that one on sale because I refused to play f- full price for a Call of Duty game because it irritated. You know, at that time, <laughs> Call of Duty was was not in a good place for me. I bought it because I was sort of pressured into it, and then Warzone happened. It. You don't regret it. Well, the thing is, I've spent so much goddamn money on the goddamn customization <laughs> crap that I like. I've probably paid for the last three Call of Duty games that I didn't buy because That's of that fair. crap that I that I like they again stupid models that I hate and yet they work on me every fucking time they put a leather face skin out and they got me I mean yeah I, I was like well I, I can play his leather face I guess that's I mean that's first world problem stuff for me but yeah <laughs> I mean moral of the story is for next gen it's it's whatever you like we're we're not trying to sell you one way or the other we're just presenting you with what is available should you go if if you're looking at Xbox this is what you can get for Xbox PlayStation, I, I haven't been following as much. I mean, the PlayStation Now service sounds like it's there. I don't know how well it would work compared to Game Pass. It seems they're like it's a little up, bit less not. of a service. Like, they're, yeah, they're, maybe their eventually it'll get there. there. But their exclusive titles are where Sony's at. Yeah, if you are looking for games, especially single-player games, I think yes. if you if you prefer single-player things, PlayStation is probably the way to go for you. Um, Xbox has always been my multiplayer platform. That's where I play with my friends. I feel like it has the better live service to play online. More I secure. think the, the UI is easier to understand and just figure out how to work the system to be able to invite your friends to party, figure out how to game together. I just think it's easier to figure out. Um, it hasn't been but yeah, I mean, several times like PlayStation they, Well, yeah, I mean, they, they have their problems sometimes, yeah, but Not. I, I feel like I always heard about more from, from Sony's end than, than Microsoft's. Um. So I don't know any any closing thoughts. I guess just for for next gen and and Game well, Pass, Bethesda, any of that stuff. There there was one I wanted to let you know on is um, Phil Spencer actually had a quote. So for folks that are concerned about exclusivity and if it's going to happen and all that, um, Spencer was quoted as saying they do not need to ship Bethesda games on other platforms to recoup their investment. Meaning, he, so that's it. Exclusive to Xbox. Well, he. Technically, the deal is not a hundred percent done yet. He also said along something I can't remember the exact quote, but it was something along the lines of, "I can't say anything specific until this deal is officially a hundred percent done." Yeah, which I mean, still... I was on the impression that 
you know, stuff, some of these games they've announced as being available for PlayStation 5, for Switch, and stuff like that. So the stuff that's already been announced is going to happen. Anything after that. Anything they have the a stuff contract that will probably show up. to release on the platform. Right. So any, any future releases at this point will probably be exclusive to Xbox. Yeah, it's just that difference of, like, say Elder Scrolls V releases on every platform, but it's free if you have Game Pass, or it's on Game Pass. I guess it's not free. You're paying right. for Game Pass, but yeah. it's included with this or not included with that. Um, that'll be the difference at the start, and then eventually you'll start to see pure exclusivity eventually. They didn't pay $7.5 billion to buy the company when they could have made a $1 billion agreement to add them to Game Pass for free. Right. You know, they, they did that game, they did that agreement with EA to get them in on the deal with Game Pass. They would have did the same thing with Bethesda if they just wanted to have them on Game Pass and not have them be exclusive. They bought them yeah. so they could make them exclusive. It's going to happen yeah. eventually. We don't know exactly when. It's a, it's a selling point for sure. Right. Uh, Andy, any closing thoughts for any of this stuff? I just think it's a really fun time in gaming. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I, I think it's 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 really peaked <laughs> in the last couple of years. Um, I know, like you know, like PS2 and PS3 and stuff, but I feel like right now with like the the end of like the PS4 and the Xbox One and the beginning of the next gen consoles and just what you can do with PCs, it's just like it's a really cool focus on this kind of stuff yeah for sure yeah next time we do an episode uh hopefully we'll have to by that time uh you know maybe we can check in with certain people like mike specifically if he has his xbox up and up and running get some first impressions on what we're thinking once these things hit the wild and they're out there and people are using them and playing them see how they go i was gonna say by the time this hits uh you're thinking like next week for an upload on this correct it should be ideally over the weekend, so okay, Monday, so Tuesday, a few days after right this before hits, the launch. I'm hoping I can like put an unboxing of the Series X out there for you guys. I can like film the unboxing of it for you and put it out there uh, if they actually deliver it on time. <laughs> Which who knows at this point, um, but if they deliver it on time, I'll, I'll put I'll put an unboxing, show you all what's in there and uh, what you can expect. You gonna plug yourself? Oh yeah, that's. I guess I'm telling you this could happen, and I'm not telling, telling you. Telling you you're gonna watch it somewhere, but not telling them where to watch it. Yeah, come come watch this video. Uh, good luck finding it on among the other fifty thousand unboxing videos that'll be out there. Um, no, it's rare achievements on YouTube, rare achievements on Twitch as well. You can find me on either. Uh, if you want to get updates, rare achievement, no S, because that's where the number of characters you're allowed to have ends on Twitter. So, I don't think I, I realized that's why you didn't have the S there. It is, because that's I hit the character limit. So it's it's rare <laughs> achievement on Twitter. Uh and we'll have some stuff going up. We're gonna do a lot of Destiny content coming up because Cyberpunk got pushed back. So Yeah, you get a whole month of Destiny Cyberpunk free. Woo! I don't know about a whole month, but we, we Andy, what's your Twitch channel? You what are you gonna plug so you can start streaming some Destiny next in the, you know next week? Destiny? Yeah. Yeah, if I were on Twitch, I would not be streaming that. <laughs> um, you, yeah, I mean, anything you 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 want to plug? I don't think you have anything, but I'll give you the opportunity. Hey, come on, Jesus! <laughs> I mean, maybe you started a plug YouTube channel Ian, or something. I don't know about. 
<laughs> I could stream. Come on, guys. I'd, you I'd could. You're just you. choosing not I'd to. I'd watch you. <laughs> yeah, like I think I'd be. I think I'd be funny. I think you would too. You do it. especially because because I'm, I'm I'm a pretty terrible gamer. So <laughs> honestly, <laughs> a lot of swearing. Exactly. That's what draws people well, in. You part. either have to be like an elite gamer or somebody that gets pissed all the time and has a lot of like you know it's very animated about. I don't it. know that I get pissed. I just do stupid things when I'm playing games. We could have a that, controller counter on your stream. How many controllers you break as you're playing? <laughs> Have one corner yeah. be like the controller count, and then the other con- the other corner be like whatever the worst slur you is is count count like if it whatever that is. I don't know you personally. I broke a g- so I, well, I do yeah. know you personally, but I don't know what like what your exclamation gaming is. habit wise. Yeah, like gaming yeah. habit. What's the worst thing you say when you screw up, and then have a counter for that for how many times you say that. <laughs> is it just fuck? It it change it changes. No, no, it changes from time to time. The one time it was laundry detergent, so I mean, who knows? What Wait, you would say. just yell laundry detergent when you when you were, or was mad? it like you yell different laundry yeah. detergents? Like, well, I was younger back. I was younger. I was younger back then, and it was like I I saw in the corner of my eye that like I think my mom was in the room or something, but I was like, ah, laundry detergent, <laughs> <laughs> stupid <laughs> downy <was> bear. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think the last time I broke a controller was playing Madden with Brian. I, Brian I still tell made you break a controller. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was the wired one, and I like twirled it around like a lasso, and then spiked it. It was it was awkwardly quiet Wait, was it, for a what, good five minutes. Was it your that. own yeah. controller or was it Brian's? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was it his. Was, I was, was in his oh, house. Okay. Was okay. I was yeah, say yeah. if you do it to somebody was, else's controller, that's a fucking fight right there. Because <laughs> I had I had been playing Madden for like weeks, and I'm like, I'm really good at this. You should come over and we'll play. And Brian just like kicked the living shit. He runs one Madden play action pass deep ten times in a row on you, and you're like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I could not. That was, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't. I Wait, couldn't that's stop actually it. what it was. Uh, when I played yeah, Madden no, yeah, back it was, then, it was always Hail Mary passes all the time, and it just that's worked. That's all you over do, and, and, I, I and couldn't, couldn't figure I couldn't, out to run the cover too. <laughs> I couldn't stop it. Um, yeah. It, well, the, like I had only been playing the computer. It was like my first <laughs> like opponent that would like fight back, do other things, and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> and I think it was like. When we actually got rid of the couch, like two years later, that I found that was it the circle button <laughs> underneath the couch or in the couch or something. I, can, I mean, it exploded. I I can remember having a similar experience <laughs> with like the original Xbox and Madden and the Duke controller because we had the Dukes, you know. But the difference was is that thing didn't break when you slammed it to the ground. No, yeah, it just like it. took it. It was just like, yeah, the, bitch, the P- bring it. You yeah. can't break me. The PS2 controller, it very much exploded. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. one of those instances where, like, I'm laughing, having a good time. I can't tell how irritating he is, <laughs> how irritated he is. At, the, at one point, he just stopped talking, and then I got one more just long Hail Mary touchdown. And as I'm running for the goal line, there was just silence, and then <laughs> boom, and then push. <laughs> And that was the end of the gaming session yeah, for the day. Yeah, because it was about what, like, about a foot and a half of wire, and then yep. the swinging, you know. So it, it was enough to like get, like, <laughs> you get to hear it whip around for a second, and then yeah, crash. yeah, and then and then it was just like it was me, like, 
Hmm, yeah, I just did that. <laughs> I, I think, Brian, like, like w- should I leave? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what I did after that. If I just was like, well, try to hit the old dusty trail. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> I think my point has been made about Madden. <laughs> let, let, hold on, let, let, yeah. let me take a, a random guess. Madden 05. Oh, I, shit. Can't, I can't. Ray Lewis on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it was the one with Eddie George on it, but oh god, that's oh one. Oh, that sounds like right. Oh three, maybe that image just Mad- Madden oh yeah, one right. is Eddie George. Okay, maybe it was that one. Holy it was crap. the newest. I think it was the PS two. So it was like the first one on PS two then. Something I think Madden, so, yeah, I was the black like, controller. Yeah, Madden two thousand was the last one on sixty four. Like on Nintendo 64, I think Madden 2000 was the last one they put out. I, I haven't broken any controllers since uh, then. Since then, well, I mean, I've had controllers break on me, but I've not like <laughs> gone out of my way to break them. Right. <laughs> it's still one of my uh, favorite stories to tell people. I feel like <laughs> it's a good story, actually. <laughs> You're just like happy, laughing, having a good time, <laughs> kicking the shit out of me. The, the mood in the room changed immediately <laughs> at that point. That's when yeah. you just start running dive plays, and you're like, okay, hold on. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Matthew laughed at me, because I'm pretty sure he was probably playing the computer while we were playing Matt. Matthew was definitely in the room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was the one that probably just... cut the tension afterwards, because I was too afraid to move at that yeah. point. Yeah. He was probably like, damn it, now we have to get a new controller. I can see him say, like just breaking that completely at that point, just being like, "You're a fucking idiot. What are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "Come on, that's partially mine." <laughs> uh, that's good shit. Uh, all right, well, that's it for us. Uh, I think that's where we're gonna stop for now. If you've enjoyed the show, please support us. Leave a five star rating and review. Give us a share on social media. Be sure to follow or subscribe to keep up with the show. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Anchor, Stitcher. Hopefully, anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us. Uh, in in fact, you could actually ask Alexa to play our podcast. That's right. Online. You did tell me about that the last yeah. time. Yeah. So there you go. Find us on Amazon. I don't know what Amazon pulls for us, but Alexa knows. Find us. Yeah. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Search Brian and Super Friends or go to Facebook.com slash Brian Super Friends. You can send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions, any of that good stuff there. Or you can try to email us. BryGuysSuperFriends at gmail.com. I think I have an easier way to access that now, so I might be able to see stuff, but, you know, you can try it. I still don't check it frequently at all. Uh, check us out on Twitter, at BGSuperFriends. Um, we've done a couple of live broadcasts, two of them so far, on Twitch. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitch, Jedi Guy, that's where you can find me. If we do any more live shows, that's where they will be posted and done. Uh, we will tweet it out on po- social media, on Facebook, and stuff like that, so if you want to keep up with us, that's probably the best way to follow and then next time we do live, we'll post about it, and hopefully you can catch us live. And that's it for us. On behalf of Andy, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Folk Wimby. I'm going to see if I can activate people's Alexas. Alexa, play Brag Guy and his Super Friends podcast. I'll make sure I keep that in just to see if anybody <laughs> does anything with it. Oh, she is. She's playing it right now. <laughs> Oh, that's not it. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It's the veteran. It's the veterinary super friends podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Did 
I screw up tonight. Did it sound like I said What's going to be more funny is if people play the podcast loud out external speakers, and every time you say that, it cues up the Veterinary Super Friends podcast <laughs> and not our podcast. <laughs>